It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's, What's, up? Up? What's, up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Welcome in. Um, you know what? I should have been better prepared for this because I should have looked up. Uh, John, what year did Jimmy's originally open? 1974. Welcome into episode number 1974 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun. Um, the main event will actually be joining us this week. He's back for segment number two. Um, we'll get there, but we've done better than that for segment number one. Um, I don't know that I could name, like, I don't think I could count the number of amazing nights in my life that I have spent at Jimmy's Famous Seafood right here in Baltimore. Um, in fact, it's ironic because today is actually AJ's birthday, and Aaron, I was thinking about how many years ago was it that we all went and got hammered at Jimmy's on a Sunday oh, four morning? Four years ago, I want to say. Four years four? ago. Sound right? To celebrate AJ's birthday, we got shit-faced. Before uh, the uh, Orioles game, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And then we went yeah, to the right. Orioles game afterwards, and we I think we were all passed out in center field. We had some fun with those outfielders. We so. did. We were giving it to those guys that day. It was a hell of a day. John Minidakis, of course, um, is, is like. Do you have a technical title, by the way? I don't even know. I, like, I this is the funny part. I've known you for so long. I don't even know what your title is. So the, the legal title is president. President of Jimmy's Famous Seafood has joined us, and we have spent so many wonderful nights at his place. It is the unofficial like home of all professional wrestling. Um, like if you're ever in, you know, if ever there's any professional wrestling company that comes through town, you will see every single dude take a trip to Jimmy's while they're here this weekend. And unfortunately they've been dealing with shit the way that everybody else has been dealing with shit recently. Um, bro, you're it should have been a great weekend at Jimmy's this oh weekend. Oh my God. Should have yeah. It would have been money in the bank weekend. And, uh. uh, so, I mean, it sucks, you know, obviously for everybody involved, uh, d- definitely sucks for the you know arena staff more than anybody. A lot of those people are out of jobs right now, of course, because there's no events. So, um, you know, while I selfishly would have loved to have been there, like you said, man, uh, a lot of people have it worse than us. And, uh, you got to think about everybody involved. Uh, nobody's benefiting from this, that's for sure. All right, so that being said, dude, you're a genius. And look, I, I don't need to kiss your ass because we're friends, and I could, I could tell you when I hate you if I need to. But um, you're a genius because everybody else gets dealt this thing and they all go run and hide, and they have no idea what to do. You're like, okay, i got to figure out a way to make this shit work. Um, so for people that don't know what it is that you guys have been doing for the last two months and what you're continuing to do as you deal with all this, can you try to run down even a, a small amount of what it is to still have a touch and a feel with Jimmy Seafood right now? Yeah, I mean, anything that we legally can do, uh, we've decided to do, and uh, hopefully uh, do it well. Of course, that's not for me to decide. It's for everybody else to decide. But uh, everything that is Jimmy's, uh, you can pretty much still get. Uh, of course, we're doing the curbside. Uh, we're doing delivery. Uh, we're actually using our own delivery drivers as well. So the money stays in-house. Um, we're, of course, doing nationwide shipping. That's been a big thing for us because 
I mean, everybody across the country is on lockdown, so they're just taking advantage of that free shipping we're offering and taking, you know, having their crab cakes in California and Montana and Ohio and Florida and I guess everywhere in between. Uh, of course, the meal prep is still up and running, which some people are taking advantage of because I feel that people are either going to go one extreme or the other with the quarantine. It's You're dangerous, bro. Super out of shape. It's or dangerous. In shape. It's, yeah. yeah. It's dangerous um, as hell. Merchandise sales. Uh, we're just creating new shirts and you know giving the money to our staff. And uh, of course, uh, the other thing that we're doing is staying true to who we are and just raising a ton of money for like charities that have been involved uh, and really hurt by the uh, by the virus. Like you know, the, the Brigance Brigade, for example, had their race postponed and hopefully not canceled, which raises all their money. Uh, Paul Jack Runaway, uh, which is uh, hosted by Show Your Soft Side, was canceled. So uh, we're doing everything we can to just do like these online sort of uh, fundraisers for them by raffling off crabs and autograph stuff by some of the, the athletes or wrestlers that come in. Uh, we raise money with Roman for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, who are just you know being really decimated by the virus and uh, just everything. We're just doing what we can, man. We're, we're rolling with the punches and evolving as we go on i mean nobody has all the answers but you know as we go along we try to get a new answer every day so to speak now when you say roman i thought we weren't allowed to say that name anymore i thought that was yeah no dude the funny thing too is like boys john will put something up on his facebook about one of these and like the project runway means a lot to me and i love show your soft side it's a group that i care about a lot too and so as soon as i see it go up i like try to get in and, and try to throw some money yeah. down and the, the, these spots in these raffles go so damn quickly anymore that, like, I feel if I don't get in in the first hour, I'm hopeless to try to get into one of these raffles. And not that I care at all. Like, if you, if I had one, I probably would have just told you to give it to somebody else. But it's just about trying to get in and, and support these people because you're right, man. Like, everybody, everybody that does an event this time of year, and it's, like, what they do for their, for their whole year to make their money, right? And they're not able to do it right now, and it's, it's killing a lot of people. And that just shows you the good side of this. Uh, you know, I think that the virus is either going to show you the really bad side of humanity or the really good side of humanity. And, you know, we've been fortunate with, you know, definitely the people on my Facebook, at least, uh, to see the really good side. I guess that's me hitting that block button and that delete button a lot. But, uh, <laughs> like you said, man, like all these raffles would sell out, like within, I'd say, three hours at the most. Dude, it's crazy. We're a hundred spots each and they're not cheap, you know, uh, and, and each charity is extremely thankful and, uh, now that we can golf, you know, we'll be able to hold the golf tournament and raise money there. And we'll, we'll just create events based, maybe a fishing tournament if we're allowed to do fishing, which we are. Uh, whatever it takes to help these charities out because they're hurting. They're hurting a bad way. And uh, unfortunately, I read a statistic that a lot of these uh, charities that are nonprofits won't be making it out of this alive. Ah, uh, uh, God. All right. All right. Before we talk some wrestling, um, and it is a wrestling tie. There's something that right now people can get at Jimmy's that um, is a product that was started by a wrestler that perhaps people have heard of. I have not had a chance to try it yet. Um, have you consumed? And it, it, I'm make sure I have. Is it Terramana? Terramana, yeah, the uh, tequila. Oh, so I'm not even a tequila drinker. You know, full disclosure, but uh, you know, my fiance makes margaritas using it, and I've taken a few shots of it uh, during the NFL draft mostly. But it's really good stuff, man. It just—I don't think anybody should really be surprised by that. Uh, if anybody that's been is a wrestling fan, which is, I assume is everybody listening right now, <laughs> right. they know that the Rock doesn't It'd be have weird that if there wasn't. Anything. <laughs> yeah, 
he does. He wasn't going to just throw his name on some terrible product, and uh, he just hit it out of the park with this one, just like he does everything else. I mean, his clothing line, his movie career, of course, you know, evolving from Rocky Maivia to The Rock. Uh, the guy just hits, you know, he puts everything he has into it, and he definitely did it with this, and it's just crystal clear from the packaging to the Easter eggs on the bottom of the bottles to the price point to the marketing. Uh, you know, me, I've been in this business my entire life. I fully expect uh, the brand to, like, become in four or five years like, the Patron. Wow. You know, we've, we've both, uh, all, of, all four of us, I'm sure, seen different, you know, vodkas come along. We went from Grey Goose to what's now Tito's, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, of course, the flavored vodkas came in for a while, and they were, you know, Stoli, and now it's three hours and whatnot. But I really feel like they're going to cement their legacy because of one man's work ethic uh, in the tequila industry. That's a shame that he doesn't have anything else going on for him, though. Really, real shame that, that Dwayne Johnson... Well, you Johnson. know, Glenn, uh, <laughs> the fact that there's no movies being filmed right now... Well, that's true. That's, into his okay. favor. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's a really good, funny point, man. Like, he's got so nothing to do. If you look at his social media right now, it's just all tequila promotion. That's a good point. That's a there really, go. really good point. And you can get it right now. Uh, you guys still have some right now? Yeah, we have plenty. Uh, okay. I loaded okay. it up when it called in a favor or two, and we were the first ones to carry in the state, and... Uh, we definitely have the biggest inventory in the state, so we're selling okay. both the Reposado and the Blanco for $35. Let's, let's have this quick conversation, right? Because we all, like, you know, Brandon obviously is friends with musicians that come through his venue and, like, has a relationship with those guys, text them, and they, they know each other. Aaron and I in the sports world, you have relationships with everyone. Like, you're friends with literally everybody. Is there anyone that you have a relationship with that, like, when you get a text from them, you still sort of get, like, a smile on your face, like, holy shit, I'm friends with, insert name here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get that a lot, man. You know, life's beautiful. So <laughs> I wouldn't say it's any one person. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I think it's really cool. I think it's the best part of my job uh, by far. Uh, you know, being able to help people and just, you know, developing these relationships is awesome. Um, and, yeah, I get that probably once a day, honestly. Like, just, you know, not even an hour ago, I, I, my favorite, you know, college basketball player in history, Luke May, is going to be getting Jimmy's, you know, crabs and that's cool. this week goes King Griffey Jr. Shut! You know, wait, 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 whoa, 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 what? Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> King Griffey Jr. is DM'd us on Instagram and he was like, "Hey, man, I need to get a big package for Mother's Day." Jesus. Who do I talk to? I'm like, "Well, there's this guy called John. Uh, you got to email him." <laughs> Here's his number. <laughs> yeah. Holy Here's shit! His phone number. <laughs> Dude. Like, it's just so surreal to me. And, like, I get it. Like, you've dealt with more famous people than that. But, like, it's Ken Griffey Jr., you know what I mean? Like, he's just an icon yeah, of our like anybody life. Anybody between, I would say, you know, 25 and 40. Right. Uh, that's the guy. That was the guy. The guy. The, the guy, yeah. dude. The guy. I, I, remember, I remember back then it was, like, you were either Ken Griffey or a Frank Thomas guy. It was, it was yeah, like, I agree. But yeah, most that was smart people box, were Ken Griffey. Yes. Swing man, right? Dude. Dude, that's so fucking cool, man. That's so cool, bro. All right, um, so again, uh, generically, we should remind everybody, jimmysfamousseafood.com, right? Yeah, jimmysfamousseafood.com is uh, the main website, of course. But as you know, we're heavily active on social media. Jimmy's Seafood uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and Jimmy's Famous Seafood on Facebook. All right, let, I, look, here's the deal. I know you're friends with everybody, so there's amount of awkwardness whenever we bring something up, right? And I do everything in my power. Dude, last week... Both of you, Aaron, Brandon, you swear that when I brought the conversation about Cody up, I said, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to flip out on this because I hate being this guy anymore. Correct? That's how I started it, right? Sort of. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, bull S. 
You made it clear you don't hate Cody the person, but you hate Cody the character. I don't. I, I, I have every ounce of respect in the world for Cody Rhodes the man and what he's accomplished. It's un-effing believable what he's done. I love that, right? I respect Cody Rhodes the performer. My problem is very specific to the character. And as I said, it feels like this is the thing everybody claims to hate and just because it's AEW that's doing it and not WWE we all now right. say oh we like it now and it was further this week uh yeah by the fact that it's another former WWE guy that's going to be in the championship picture and like the whole thing well i no just the Cody stuff specifically we got the oh, Stephanie McMahon promo from Brandy that's true too it's still the exact same thing John, I'm not wrong, correct? Like, I am completely right when I say this is the thing everybody else claims to hate, and all of a sudden, because it's somebody else doing it, they're claiming to love it. Gosh, man, Glenn, you know, I'm really going to mess you up now. Oh, f- oh, don't do this. Don't do this to yeah. me. No. Yeah, man, because you know me, man. I've been the banner-waving WWE guy from the time I was born. Uh, never wavered in my support for that company. And uh, through the Monday Night Wars, I refused to watch Nitro. And, uh, you know, for the first time yesterday, I just sat down and I watched Dynamite from beginning to end, man. And I think that that's why so many wrestling fans are giving AEW so much rope and they're going to put those, you know, blinders on for a little bit is because WWE for the last, gosh, 10 to 15 years has just completely alienated every genre of fan that there is. And, you know, they're much targeted casual fan doesn't exist anymore okay okay um, i don't I, by the way i don't inherently disagree with what you're saying john i don't i don't inherently disagree this is way more the specific character to itself me. i yeah. think that because as you mentioned um you love cody the man he doesn't have much wiggle room with his character uh there's certain things that he just can't say can't do because uh cody the man appeals to so many people and so many wrestling fans that the character just can't pull off certain things I think the problem the problem is in the, the the overall problem with Cody the character right now is as you said like he is loved we love Cody but his character is not a face his character first of all he wears a suit like just in wrestling parlance there yeah. you can't wear a suit Everybody and be a that. face it doesn't work Brody Lee's wearing a suit too right now just for the record yeah yeah he's still yeah. A suit. and then he's very much a heel correct. Strongly a heel. If you wear a suit, you're a heel. That's the way it works in pro wrestling. You're not wrong about that. Can, can you think of any other face that's ever worn a suit? I personally cannot. That, there you go. We start with that, right? And it's the it's the idea of the person being elevated or the character being elevated above the company to me. That's the problem, right? Like this is inherently this is Triple H, right? We all bitched and pissed and moaned because no matter what happened, in the end, you were just going to force feed me Triple H. And I let me make this very clear again unbelievable respect to triple h who's one of the greatest performers of all effing time this is not a knock towards is he um not okay let me qualify that i think he was the one that was left over from the you're probably right one of the more important characters yes he's the one he's the one that didn't leave so he inherently was in the revisionist history of wwe which is ever changing all of a sudden (laughs) he was never actually on right wasn't he always the intercontinental champion Never no. enough. And then I, when Stone Cold leaves and the Rock... Well, leaves. yes. If, when you're talking about, like, 98-99, he was never elevated above the Intercontinental title. It was in 2000 when Stone Cold got injured and they 
you know, they decided to elevate him. It was starting in 2000, really 2001, it was Triple H. Yeah, I just felt that uh, he, it was who he knew. I think Jericho would always outshine him and was always held back because of who Triple H knew. Uh, I got to tell you, I forgot. I, I, if, if, if I had not watched some things I watched this week, I probably would have totally agree with what you're saying. I forgot how over he was as, like, the world champion. Like, in, that video of him coming back from the injury, and yeah, I mean, like, like it, was, it was way more, but it was way more than, like, my memory was allowing me to think, you know? Like, like there, it, there was that stretch, in, you know, as you said, he comes back in 02, he wins the title in April, but then people are kind of sick of it by May, pretty much. So, like, there I mean, were how, three how to four months spurts where he'd be popular. Uh, it, it okay, but this doesn't speak to the problem. Everything you guys just said doesn't this speak to my problem, which is I, part, we're all saying that the Triple H thing was an issue. It was an issue for WWE in the aftermath of the greatest part of the Attitude Era, right? And this thing, whether it's, you know, he's acting like a heel, so at some point he becomes a heel, it's so reminiscent to me of what we're talking about. And that's without it being a knock. I, do I, I would really have to think about whether or not I think Cody is a better performer overall than Triple H. And I could hear the argument that he is, right? Like, that ultimately, he's better at more things than Triple H ever was at a performer. But still, it's someone who we all know, break the walls down, is, is part of the corporate side of this, who continues to be elevated above anything else that's happening within that brand, within that company. What this guy does right. means more than anything else that's going on. And for and it follows the pattern with the wife, the friend, the brother, the, the, whole, the you know. Right. Well, it's, it's well, as simple as he became too. a star because he carried himself as a star because he told us that he was a star. And it was, whether you want to say it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and he made it that way, or whether it's that he's almost tricking us into thinking he's a star, it was, that's very much the Triple H pattern. Well, let me take it a step further. I think his in-ring style definitely uh, lends itself to him being more of a heel than a face because, let's face it, the AEW fan base is a much, quote-unquote, smarter fan right. base than the WWE fan base, right? right? So these guys recognize that everybody around him is doing these flips and these kicks. And here's Cody with his methodical ring mat style, which is not what they want, right? And, he, and they know that he knows that when he's hiring all these people to do these flips, it's automatically creating this aura of him being a better mat wrestler than he really is. Hmm. Hmm. That's, and I've that's had interesting. That brought to me by a lot of actual wrestlers. Ooh, that is super meta. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, I got I to gotta chew on that for a minute, man. Like, that is crazy meta. Um, after you watch 45 kickouts, and then Cody can use the small package or a DDT to pin somebody Wow, what a great technical match that was. Holy hell. Holy hell. There's probably a lot of truth to that, man. Um, it is, it is, that, was, I, that was five stars. Right, right, right. Or <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Wow. Or was dude. I just you know, really tired of this 45 kickouts the match before and the match after? Damn. <laughs> My mind is blown. I don't even know what to say now. <laughs> well, although, <laughs> al although, you know, he has matches like that, too. I was going to say, a lot of his matches are 45 kickouts. They're just yeah, not yeah. kickouts after Canadian Destroyers. They're kickouts right. after everything else. Wow. Wow, this is fascinating. I, I am... I, I say this in... 
I'm not worried. When, when we had this conversation a week ago, somebody said back to me, like, do you think that this is doom for AEW? And I don't think that's the case. I'm not, I never, I, you're asking the wrong guy. Aaron's that guy. Aaron's <laughs> the one that proclaims doom for everything. I don't do that. I simply say I don't like something. And I don't like this and I'm confused as to why everybody's saying that they love this guy. And I don't know, maybe, as I said before, if they were crowds right now, maybe we would start to see some sort of erosion to it. But the talent that's there is undeniable, man. Like, it's undeniable that there are guys... And the talent that's going to come in, too. Right. When the fans come back. Right. Oh, oh, my God. No question, man. Like, it's there. I'm on board with that. And, John, your bigger thought, I'm not... I don't disagree with that at all. I do think that the mistakes that have been made and the, the, the things that are just unforgivable from WWE that you just say, look, I, and I'm, I, I thought WrestleMania was largely good, right? And that's not just because our buddy was part of it. Like, I, I largely thought it was really, really good, and I was entertained by it. Well, AJ it, Styles came back from the dead Monday. He the, did. You, well, he can did. we talk about that before AJ comes on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Please? Sure. <laughs> this I mean, is what always... Like, you're, what a smack in the face. As if the 50-50 booking and the part-time wrestlers and Gosh, I'm sure you've gone over it weekly. Of course. Enough. I mean, just to bring this guy back from the dead wow, with no excuse and no evolution <laughs> character. I mean, come on, man. And you have the guy say that he came back from the dead. <laughs> he just showed not, not just that. He didn't just say. He said, I got buried, so what? <laughs> and that right there, that line right there is almost, it, it encapsulates WWE so well that they tell us this match that everybody loved, you know, not everybody loved, but was talked about, was raved about after WrestleMania, doesn't matter. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter a week from now. And that's the problem with WWE in one line. Oh, and by the way, my two friends aren't here anymore, and we're going to ignore that. <laughs> that, that was weird. Uh, right. Yeah, super right. weird. They actually are dead. <laughs> I'm the one who got buried, and they're the ones who are actually dead. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy you're not asking me my opinion on like the current WWE product, because this is by far the longest I've gone without watching WWE in my entire life. Okay, so I how just, long? How long has it been? Um, I can't tell you. Really? I, I mean, it's, it's been that long. You know, I took a little bit of time off uh, during the Cena Orton era, and uh, I went right back. But there's not a single character on Monday Night Raw right now that I care about. Not one. Can, I mean, who who do, who are you emotionally invested in? Uh, uh, Ron Killings forever. He's the greatest human being that's ever lived. <laughs> that's the one that I care. But he's about. not on Raw. I know he hasn't been on Raw. In he hasn't been on in forever. Yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. Trust me, I I I could make some. Finley Veiled you, you have a three-hour TV show without a character that I should care about. Imagine John, three hours of Prano yeah. episode or a three-hour Game of Thrones episode without a single character that you, you know, you're invested in. I, I agree with you because everyone I care about is because of something before, right? Like, I really care about Daniel Bryan, but it's not because of whatever right. he's and doing he's on, right and now. And he's on SmackDown, yeah. Right. Well, like, I know, but he's kind of speaking well, to yeah, the he's, larger he's WWE. WWE. But I, I just yeah. want to say, like, this Raw, this past Raw on Monday oh, was... a struggle. It, it was three oh. hours of nothing. It was legitimately nothing. Nothing to care about. Nothing happened. Just three hours of nothing. I mean, if you, if you, don't, if you go four months without watching Raw and you come back to it, do you really miss anything in the storylines? Or can you pick right up as a fan? God, this Not is... this past four months, you haven't missed anything. Exactly. Drew McIntyre so won. A couple titles have changed hands, but nothing has changed. For the Royal Rumble again, I won't, I won't have missed a beat. The bummer about this, though, is that like I love Money in the Bank. I truly love Money in the Bank. I, it, it is Royal Rumble-esque to me now, as far as things that I actually enjoy as a professional wrestling fan. 
And I do think, oh man, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna end up regretting exactly what. It, I, like I want to say, I think this would be better if not for the circumstances. But there's no reason why it shouldn't be better. That's the problem. There's no reason why it shouldn't be better than it is what right now. You're you're building up to this this match that everybody's sort of into, and that largely determines who's going to be a champion in the future. And and yet. I'm only really excited about it just because I think it's going to look different because they're wrestling through a building, right? Like, I'm not actually excited. And, and there's two matches at the same time. Yeah, and it's weird, and it'll be, it'll be neat to look at. <laughs> and but there's like, probably, what, two guys that have a legitimate chance of winning? Right, right. I, I, I'd say there's one person who should win on the men's side, and two, you can make an argument for two or three on the women's side. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just terrible booking. It's just it's, They're just completely embarrassing their fans and their knowledge. And, you know, just looking at the two products yesterday... It was night and day. Like it felt like there was some sort of crowd there at AEW. Every big moment in NXT, it was just met with like an awkward silence. So, do you feel it? That's true, but you can also make the argument that they shouldn't be doing that. Well, yes, there's well, absolutely. I mean, that argument. according according to them, uh, they've done everything. Yeah. And look, I'm a WWE guy, man. So I mean, you're, you're, yeah, I, right. I, I this is really blowing my mind, by the way. Yeah, this is. But I, I'm with. Yeah. But I'm with you, John. Like the yeah. first thing I was going to say here was thank God for Daly's place because that presentation was so much better than anything I've seen in the past month. I mean, it was a breath of fresh air, even if the people weren't in the stands. You know, like, just the presentation of that place is, God, thank God for something different. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, especially when like, the sun comes down early on in the show. It, it gives 100%. you a good vibe. Yeah. It's cool. And, no, it's a cool place. Uh, yeah, they have half the time, or what, a third of the time, uh, to get this ready that WWE does. WWE has three live shows weekly, so they should be a lot more invested in finding out a solution working around this no crowd thing than AEW and AEW managed to do it on a whim come on yeah but that's why I'm giving them credit for the, like I really I do think that the money in the bank thing is really cool like I'm I am genuinely into the idea that just that they're doing it and they're trying something now to your argument should they be doing more cool shit yeah <laughs> yeah right like or, why are, or do why the basic shit better at the same time? That, that's that's the more thing to me. Do the basic shit better. Make us care about characters that has nothing to I mean, do with all, what they can do anyway, in front of presentation it's going up against the Jordan documentary, so nobody's watching it to begin with. Yeah, I'm not going to be watching live. For, I mean, yeah, if, you're gonna, if you want right. anything to happen cool, you better do it before 9 o'clock. Well, or just or just accept the fact that people are going to watch it on Monday. Like, I mean, there's just yeah. no where I'm watching it on Monday. That's the reality. We talked about that last week. I'm, you, you, the Jordan thing is too good. It, it, this could be the greatest pay-per-view of all time. This could be WrestleMania. I'm watching it on Monday. The Jordan, pay, the Jordan thing is way too good for me not watch it live and talk about it with everybody else in the world who's talking about it at the moment. So, yeah, they're kind of boned in that department. But that's not that much different than when they go up against football, really. Like, and everybody's watching football. You've really blown my mind, bro. I can't believe that you've come out, like, swinging for AEW here. I can't yeah, believe you know, it's that. Just, uh, it's a complete heel turn, I guess. But yeah, right? It is what it is, man. And, I, and I'm just, and it just shows you, what, you know, how much WWE's alienating their fans. And you know what? Uh, I think a big part of that is my opinion of Vince as a businessman just really took a blow with the layoffs because we kept... All out of 124 employees, we kept 123 through a pandemic, and not just a little mom and pop shop. You know what I mean? Uh, how this guy with these billion dollar contracts? I don't want to hear excuses um, about stocks and publicly traded. Can't keep these humans that have families to feed uh, is beyond me and inexcusable. And I just don't want to support you know a business like that right now. And I, as you mentioned earlier, I've gotten to know a few people, so I know a little more things that are happening. It's sure. just really, really disappointing. 
uh, as a business to, to see, you know, the predicament that he's putting a lot of people in. That's, um, I mean, it's powerful stuff, man. I, I, and look, it, it certainly rings more from somebody who owns a business who's going through this and, you know, you lost, like, literally your primary way of making money and, and yet you're battling and you're saying, what, what do I do? Um, I'm guessing they didn't give you a billion-dollar TV contract in order to uh, show people how to make drinks or anything like that during the course. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then, you know, not just so the they should. money, but he double-dipped with the ESPN money, and then the next week uh, lays off so many people that have kids and wives, and, and, you know, the list goes on and on. People that have worked for him for 20, 30 years, uh, demoted people that didn't want to come to work for safety reasons. It's, it's, it's you know, it's not good, man. Um, can you say anything about Roman, or do we need to just like stop and, and talk about it off the air? Um, I really shouldn't. yeah yeah I get that yeah, I completely yeah. understand I won't I put really you in that situation, be- man. Um, before we we bring into AJ, do we want to talk about NXT at all? Yeah, we gotta be we gotta be careful, right? This is this is the thing that we're dealing with. Is like AJ obviously. <clears throat> He does have a job, and we don't want him to lose that job. So whenever we have AJ on the show, we have to be a little bit more careful about some of the things that we talk about with him and have him say. And you know, it's his world; he can push whatever boundaries he wants to push. But you know, we respect the fact that he's got a job and he's our friend. So yeah, what else do we want to cover before we uh, we bring AJ in? Uh, there's a couple of weird ass things that happen on him. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you're building, uh, you know, you built this and they even might have used the term takeover-esque. I know we had thrown that around, but I think they might have even used it. And then these two really high profile matches, you know, they had been building Dream vs. Cole for what, three months now? And then EO vs. Charlotte was, you know, the match people have been waiting for. And both of them ended in Schma's finishes. And if it wasn't NXT, if this was Raw, SmackDown, WCW, TNA, you know, this is the thing that we hated, the, the build up these huge matches and then don't deliver. Because it's NXT, we're, we tend to give it a pass, but that was not good. That was not a good way to do that show. I, I mean, if you ask me... One takeaway from NXT, according to like social media and the buzz, is, is Killer Cross's debut. Oh, which was amazing. Well, yes. Gonna, not even talking about those matches, which, you know, really just gives your, your, your theory some credence there. Um, I mean, the Charlotte and NXT, I, I know, I get what they're trying to do. It, it's not a good fit. Uh, as much as they try to deny it, it is Ken Griffey going back to AAA for ratings. You know what I mean? Um, and then the Velveteen Dream match with everything that's going on, I think everybody knew what the finish was going to be. So really had them in a pickle there. Uh, didn't deliver, and I'm sure the ratings are going to reflect that. It's interesting what you say about Charlotte because it, it did feel last night to me like th- this was the first time I thought she's getting in the way of something, right? Like... Your presence here is not helping anyone. It's getting in the way because you won't let anybody beat her. Like, exactly. And, and in the meantime, that's not helping create new stars in like moments where it feels like, like you know, Mia's great, right? Like, Mia Yim is incredible. Is anybody debating how the greatness of Mia Yim? She's awesome. Um, nobody, none of us for sure, are ever going to debate uh, the greatness of Io Shirai. Io Shirai is unbelievable. And yet, like, you're just not willing to let one of them beat her. I feel like this this was the first time it really felt like Charlotte's now getting in the way of something was watching that See, last night. I have a th- I have a theory though. I think this was a I think this was a left turn. I think Rhea originally was gonna be beating Charlotte at WrestleMania with people. Without people, Charlotte's in Florida anyway. We can use her on NXT. And then I think what we saw last night is 
sort of hinting at that, like Rhea's just going to win the title back. She should. And, and, I, I, and I hope that it's Rhea pinning Charlotte, because if it's Rhea p- pinning EO to take the belt off of her, that's a problem. That's a problem. I, agree. I think you might get that. And I agree. It's a, it's an issue. Let her beat Charlotte. Let her let somebody beat Charlotte. Like use this to your advantage to let someone get a win over Charlotte in the process. Well, Glenn, you know, the good news is that WWE uh, firmly believes in the 50-50 booking, so Rio will be pinning <laughs> Charlotte soon. <laughs> John, I'm gonna let you. What, what do you want to say? Anything else, man? I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you, Roman. Now, nah, you know the one thing I do want to say about Roman is that you know he did obviously go way out of his way uh, to help us raise all that money for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society here in Maryland, which is the local chapter, not even the one that you know he's obviously involved with the national chapter. But we raised five thousand dollars in what two days? Wow! Um, so that was awesome. Um, had a couple other guys from the WWE pitch in. Razor from the uh, Authors of Pain pitched in. I asked him for like a one-minute uh, Skype interview so we can pick the winner. As you guys saw, it went like 16 minutes. It's incredible. So, uh, you know, uh, despite him not being on TV every week, he's still extremely actively involved in the fight against cancer. And, uh, you know, that's to be commended. And uh, if anybody wants to, you know, do a rumor about Roman Reigns online, maybe just point to his work with, you know, the Kingdom of site instead. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood dot com again. Support them. Uh, you you've spent every night that you care about in your life, dude. When when my friends came into town for the Ravens playoff game and they were miserable when they woke up on Sunday morning and said, "We need to wash away our misery," I said, "I know where we're going. Um, we're gonna go have some brunch and we're gonna get through this thing together because that's what I do. Um, you know how much I love you and." Um, I'm amazed by everything that, that you guys are doing, and I know that when this all is over, I can't wait. So, can you give me a quick like preview of what the upstairs? Like, we've spent so many nights at that upstairs bar. Like, what's that? Yeah, so um, it'll be just a lot. As you guys know, uh, the upstairs bar was never designed to be a bar. You know, that was where I grew up. That was our apartment. Yeah. So, yeah. It, number one, it needed to be structurally firmed up, but uh, we're expanding it. You know, we're putting the deck out for just have a lot more TVs. So. When we're watching, you know, Double or Nothing or the Royal Rumble, it'll be a lot more fun for us. Uh, and the, the final stage, and you'll appreciate this, of the project is we're in like a little tug of war right now. But my brother, he wants to put a skee ball table in. I am angling for the retro arcade games, mainly ah, Russell Fest. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh so, my god! Let's see who wins, dude. <laughs> Dude, amazing, dude! I'll never leave. <laughs> it's gonna be a real problem, man. Like, I will yeah. never leave between that and the damn Oreo cheesecake. <laughs> like, you're gonna wreck me, bro. <laughs> you're gonna wreck me, uh, John. Dude, I, 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 social media quickly. I, all the all the spots. Where should people be following? Yeah, uh, Twitter uh, is Jimmy's Seafood. Double S. Same on Instagram. And our Facebook page is Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Dude, love you. Um, let's do it again soon, man. Thank you for doing it. Thanks for having this. me, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, wow. Yeah, thank you to John. Um, you know, look, we, we don't we don't get money from John Minadakis because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to pay. When, you're that, when you have that type of business, you don't have to pay a penny to anybody to support it because everybody wants to support it because it's just that great of a business. I mean, when um, you do everything right. Correct. Um, Big facts. Plus, plus some. Facts facts everything right um and that's cool i I did not by the way like from we were texting early in the week i was caught off guard he he really did go a completely i meant to bring this up when he was on but might as well just say real quick like when we had Starcast at ram's head um we were all standing around i was talking to conrad and like conrad asked his wife if she had ordered the catering and she was like i thought you ordered the catering so no one ordered the catering right wait for the entire event 
Yeah, for like all the performers and not for Holy. fans, but for for like no, the million but, wrestlers right, that were yeah, doing the meeting greets and about. everything, yeah, yeah. and for all the staff working. He texted John, and that shit was there in like the least I want to say an hour, at least minimum, at least surprising or maximum. Thing. I mean, it's just I, th- dude, it's he unreal. made it happen, and they had like I mean a spread, and it was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I couldn't believe how fast they took care of those guys. They were in a, they were in a pinch, and they were like, "Oh shit," you know. Look, man, I've, and, known, uh, I've known John for fifteen years, and I've watched that business, you know, like from where it was to where it is now. And there's a reason why it's where it is now. Um, it's him, correct? Like, 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 and again, I want to take nothing away. His brother is his brother works his ass off. Tony is an amazing dude, and they've got an incredible staff. Our buddy Mike, who always hosts trivia, like they got an incredible staff there. But let's just be fair about this. He's the reason. It's John. John's unfreaking believable, man. Um, so uh, you know, we were just texting. I was like, "Dude, let me give you a shout out because you got an amazing business." And God, this time sucks for everybody. And 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 who knew he had so much? He had he had been he had some venom ready. He had set it stored yeah. up. He was ready to go. All right. Uh, before we bring AJ in to do picks for this week. Uh, by the way, I guess I never did. I even mention that we got Rick Steiner on the show this week. I guess I didn't. You didn't. Sh- yeah, we. Yeah, we're gonna talk to him. We're gonna talk to Rick Steiner. Um, you. Probably- I can't wait to talk to him. <laughs> well, I mean, I made it. Public. Oh, you posted, I posted it already. It already. <laughs> yeah, I posted. And I said I was gonna do that because we taped the interview literally on Monday morning without taping our show until Thursday. And in this business, you never know who else might talk to somebody. Between the time you record something and the time that you want to air it. And when you did it first, you kind of want people to know. Oh, speaking of which, look who's here. Happy birthday, asshole. Oh, thanks, hey. guys. Hey. I'm officially uh, old like you guys. That's right. You're in your 30s. Oh, man. It's all downhill. Life bro. is over. Life sucks now, man. Um, real quick, let me finish this thought. Rick Steiner is going to join us. Perhaps you have heard uh, his son, Bronson. Uh, has signed with the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, we did early in the week. We had a conversation with Rick that I went ahead and posted on the site so that everybody knew that we had talked to him, um, but we we're going to have that uh, to wrap up this week's show, our conversation with the great Rick Steiner. And but, by the way, that conversation went, we probably are going to end up with Jimmy's with him soon. Facts. Dude, uh, he's, we're buddies with Rick Steiner now, which is awesome. That's really dope. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, suck. He man. was cool as shit. He was really cool. Um, all right, welcome into. The man of that, 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 that. That might be yeah. the best one ever. What did you just stuff? Yeah. Into, what did you just stuff into your mouth right before I did that setup? Um, what would be my last meal on death row? A pepperoni and sausage pizza. All right, respect. I mean, well, I no, want some. Nobody's got a problem. I might have that. to order some pizza right now. God, said that. that timing was impeccable. <laughs> that was, it was amazing. Pretty amazing. Mr. WrestleMania celebrating his 30th birthday today. I officially spent more time uh, doing something for you for your birthday than I did for my wife. So. Well, I'm probably better in bed with you, sir. So. Oh, God. Um, I, uh, I sense, if you guys didn't see it, I retweeted it from the Jabbing Out account. Uh, it was just a nice celebration. I thought it was a thoughtful celebration that I put together of one of your great moments as a professional wrestler, man. I, I, that was fantastic. I thought... I- that was a, that was a troll job on ten hundred thousand million. <laughs> uh, you should go check it out at Jobbing Out Show um, right now. As uh, I just it was a thoughtful thing I wanted to do for my buddy. Uh, Someone <laughs> I wanted to do for my buddy. I love so. how he's selling it because when you see it, you're like, oh, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
I felt really good about it. I it's really all about did. the cell, though. Like, it's I, all about the cell. This is, this is what happened. Um, none of us remember that it was AJ's birthday last night when we were texting with him. And so I scrambled. I said, what could I do to make it seem like? And so I sent him a lovely picture of Naomi. And, you know, it's not a bad gift. And in and that's a great itself. birthday present. Fact. To be fair. Yeah, right? To be fair. If my life depended on it right now, I could not name a single of course one of not. Birthday. Of course not. And by the way, I couldn't do it either. You guys, uh, no, no offense. I don't know what Brandon's or Aaron's birthday is either. I know that we celebrated birthdays before. I know that we've, yeah. had, you know, I just off the top of my head couldn't name what somebody's birthday is. Usually we don't people know what... tell you when their birthday's coming up. Yeah. And so the people that get mad that you don't know it's their birthday, get a fucking life, dude. <laughs> right. Plus the other thing is I don't know what day it is from day to day anymore. Also a reality <laughs> here. That's also part of the reality of the moment. So uh, I came up with another idea this morning, and I, I spent a little bit of time with it. I mean, you know, the minimal amount that you would need to do something like this. And it was, uh, I thought it was a thoughtful gift. And I feel like, uh, I don't know. Did anybody get you a better gift for your birthday, though? Uh, I got myself a bunch of tattoos. Well, that's not a bad birthday gift. That's not a bad birthday gift. What'd you get? I got um, spread love, like graffitied on a brick wall for Biggie. Because, you know, Biggie says spread love is the Brooklyn way. It's cool. I got um, the Victory Lap logo, which is Nipsey's uh, final album, and uh, with a broken blue heart behind it. Um, I got bought the logo for my first album, OTA, in like uh, like negative form, so it like pops like it's like three D. Like and then like the logo. You, I mean, got you mean the, like the art from OTA? Not the whole thing, just the OTA. A logo on my chest. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Biggie uh, and Baby Groot. No better pairing. That's pretty Biggie, good. Biggie, Nipsey, and Baby Groot. That ain't and bad. Myself. That ain't yes. bad, man. That ain't bad. Um, awesome. So what's going hey, on? You should have you should have re- replaced your pizza with Altoona style pizza. Oh God. Oh, oh I forgot. You remind me of Altoona, bro. Do you can, can you search something right now, like either on your phone or a computer? Okay. AJ? Yeah, I'm Okay, search for the words Altoona style pizza and then get a vomit bucket. Um, be prepared. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. So, I'm from a little town called Altoona, Pennsylvania. If we've never talked about it before on the show, I don't know if we have. Um, there was this place called the Altoona Hotel, which was, I don't know the real history of it, but when I was a Is kid, it was American a restaurant. Cheese? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I'm not opposed to American cheese, but the vegetables underneath, I'm out. What is that? It's, it is horrible. It's, okay. it's a pizza pot pie? It's so, I believe it's like French bread or some kind of thick Sicilian bread or, or dough or whatever. And you put salami and onions. I'm out. And then the American <laughs> cheese on top of it. And sauce. You, you lost is, me at onions, dude. It's fucking horrible. Wait a second. I mean, there it, are there are places wait, where wait, onions. Is, is it just American cheese, or is there like a layer of regular cheese and then American? Oh no, it's on just top? American cheese. It's yellow oh, no, American I'm cheese. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. It's I'm like out, and out. it's like Velveeta, like process. It's like that shit. Like cheese so, whiz. It looks like it, uh, no, it, like it, it's like it looks like when you stretch a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It's like the Velveeta slices that they put on the. So you put the sauce on. You put the salami and the um onion on so let me tell you a story i was at a friend's house once i I think it was for like royal rumble or something like a wwe thing to tie it in to tie it all together um i was a kid and like it's like my dad ordered pizza and i'm like yeah fuck yeah you know when you're a kid and someone orders pizza that's like the greatest shit ever 
Yep. And I'm sitting there, and like the pizza comes, and I go out to get a piece, and it was this. Uh-huh. And I was like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is this?" I mean, like, I keep in mind that I grew up in this town, and I'm sure, like, if you if you search for this on Twitter and stuff, you'll see a bunch of other people that say the same thing. I made it to like ten till I learned what it is. Some people live there their whole life and never saw this because it's only it's from like one place, you know what I mean? And then other people who like like it started selling it at other places but it's really only because it was served at this place by the way do you want to hear the most poetic shit ever okay that place burned to the fucking ground may it it continuously as it should correct i'm pretty sure it's because of the pizza someone was like this place arson but the first person (laughs) to bid into it that didn't know what they were getting themselves i would i would rather you know what I'm gonna burn that place down. Somebody, somebody said, "Who created this?" <laughs> I would have rather walked in on Christmas morning to AJ having sex with my mother than to have had this served to me as pizza when I was. What's a your child. mom look like? Uh, I mean, you'd probably pass, is my guess. You'd probably, <laughs> you'd probably pass. But if I'm, you did, from, I'd be. I'm from one I of those to towns that, I'd like, happy every time. Guys. Something nationally is shared about it. I'm like, oh fuck, what is it now? You know what I mean? Like every the only there's a couple great things, but the number one great thing that came from my town is Sheets. Sheets is from Altoona. respect respect the Sheets. I'm not okay, yeah. yeah, I'm not knocking Sheets. Sheets is great, but this they I, don't sell this shit, and there's a reason. This <laughs> this takes away whatever points you guys would get for Sheets. This is an abomination. Absolutely, this is it's like complete... it's like bro. The Cosby Show is a great TV show, but we can't watch it anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. Altoona right. raped food oh, by creating this. Oh god. It's pretty fucking bad. We're doing that. We're doing that. All right. Well, I just want to make it I just want to make a point to say Pete, not everyone that lives there likes that shit. Oh my when I do when I saw this the other day, I I realized like I've known you for as long as I've known John Mendakis, who we we're just talking to like I've known you for a decade and a half, and you've never brought it up, despite the fact that you're from Altoona. And then I realized, oh, there's a reason. He was, oh, there's a reason. He was living in terror that we were going to discover one day that he was from the town that gave us this piece of colossal shit. Oh, my God. Uh, with that in mind, I had the idea. We haven't done bets in a long time. I say, oh, no. <laughs> I say, loser of Money in the Bank picks... Has to order and eat Altoona style pizza. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You know I ain't never scared. All right, there we go. And Brandon's already done it in his life, so that's fine. All right, there we go. Loser for picks. Uh, Before we do that quickly, AJ, anything you can tell us? Like any updates at all, or is it just sort of like you know playing the waiting game right now? Just waiting. You know what I'm saying? It's uh. It's only a matter of time. I hear you, man. But um, but uh, yeah. I mean, I can talk to you guys in another forum. But... Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We'll do it. We'll do it that way. I don't know. I I never know what we can say. Like, is there is there anything like cool that you're doing behind? You know, like uh, yeah. I got my uh, I got um, just my first stuff Friday video still, man. I mean, this week is ninety six. Um, this week I'm it's my birthday, dirty thirty. So I did thirty something by Jay Z. I'll be dropping that tomorrow. That's cool. Cool. So by the time this aired, you'll probably be able to watch it. Um, other than that, man, it's uh, just a waiting game. Um, you, I mean, can you talk about um, – I feel like last time you were on, you talked about something that goes on, uh, a promo. A, a competition. Event, a competition of sorts. 
Uh, yeah, we know we have a promo competition at the uh, at the PC. Um, it was really dope. Uh, you know, as we all know, I'm the goat, and that's how it's always been, and that's how it's always be. I'm the most entertaining person on this show. I'm the most entertaining person whenever I do anything. So it's uh, it's never hard for me to be as awesome as I am. So let's make some picks. Money in the bank. Uh, coming to us from two different locations, obviously. Coming to us from both corporate headquarters in Connecticut, as well as the WWE Performance Center Orlando. Um, AJ, we are all working under the assumption that you know nothing, that you have been told nothing, that you are as blind as we are going into this. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. I haven't been to any tapings. I haven't. I've, all I've been doing is going to the ring, training, um, not even with WWE, with at three at my old school, 3D, just staying in shape so that when they do call me, I'm ready, and chilling at the crib, you know? That's really all I've been doing. So. All right. All right. Um, but I... Have I wish I knew because then I would hustle all of you, but I don't. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say when Alistair Black throws King Corbin through the bathroom stall and you're in there taking a shit, all of your picks don't count anymore. <laughs> yeah, if that happens. I agree. <laughs> all right, let's start. Um, That'd be a hell of a CGI. It would be amazing. It'd be amazing. Uh, Fatal Four Way. By the way, we only have six matches on the card, so we'll do some like uh, Aaron. I don't remember what we've done in the past for the Money in the Bank matches. So uh, yeah, we we've done. Will there be any cash-ins that night? Right, we'll we do, do oh, yeah, yeah. whatever. All right, we yeah. can do stuff like that. Let's start with the uh, the tag team SmackDown tag team championship match: The New Day, The Miz and Morrison, Forgotten Sons, Lucha House Party. Uh, AJ, you begin. Um, how many can you go against the New Day? They're the greatest tag team of all time, New Day. It really feels like they're doing something with the Forgotten Sons. It really feels that way. And you know what's really interesting? Uh, like, who was it? One of us was bitching about the fact that, like, hey, they were heels, 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 and they show up and they're just supposed to be faces. Now they're heels again. Well, you say that, but, like, the funny part is, like, realizing, like, what their story is, it kind of feels like maybe they should have been faces, right? Right, like, right, right. Um... I'm gonna s- except for they just beat the shit out I, of people I know, three I, on two. I know, but like, but it was kind of like everybody was fighting. I don't know if that was a clear heel, you know, distinction. It, it I felt a little more that way this week like, than than last week. I feel because they are, you know, as close to anything directly feuding with the New Day, they right. are heels by default at the very least. I, I this is my long way of saying I have no idea why. In like the world where I don't know anything about what's going on and what matters, for some reason I feel like they want to have the Forgotten Sons be champions. So I'm going to pick the Forgotten Sons. You know, the question with this, as with anything, is like, is this a real thing for the Forgotten Sons, or is this a let's build them up? just to do so we have a bu- yeah yeah i agree yeah um so that's the question with the forgotten sons you know i i said uh the other week when biggie and and uh kofi won the titles like is this going to be something where the titles just bounce around for a while like we're going to have a bunch of three-week reigns here just to have something going on just to have constant movement um and then what are they doing with Miz and Morrison? That's the, like Lucha House Party. Sorry, love Lucha House Party. They deserve so much better. They're not involved. It's gonna be amazing when they win. Mind. By the way, it's gonna be amazing mm. when they win. After you just said that, I'm actually exactly. You know, what? and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I really hope I'm wrong. But there's been absolutely nothing to indicate that I would be wrong. That they'd suddenly say, "All right, yeah, Lucha House Party." After three years or whatever, um, I'm going to go with 
Miz and Morrison here just to continue the kind of bouncing Ooh. around train. All right, Brandon, you have to pick them. I mean, they have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's really interesting because I was always picking Lucha House Party yeah, this whole time. Yeah. Um, th- even if you didn't say any of that stuff, simply for everything that you just said, that's the least likely pick. They just released all these guys, some on purpose, you know, some of their own volition, some not. I think they like to push guys that could have been in that category right after those types of things happen. And um, and I don't think it fucking matters, to be honest with you, who wins this match, because I, I agree with Aaron. I think it's going to be like a hot potato title. So I'm going with Lucha House Party for this. all those reasons. Makes me very happy. That made me very, very happy. All right, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey and Tamina. I feel like uh, uh, I'm just going to say Bailey, and I don't think I need to say much else. You can try to make the case for Tamina. I'd love maybe to make the Sasha case for accidentally costs Bailey in this or something, but I don't see it here. It's Bailey. Yeah, I got to pick Bailey. I mean, I've been trying to talk myself into figuring out who's winning the Money in the Bank, and if that is a way to give Tamina the title, but not, (laughs) you know, like let her win. And then somebody takes it immediately, but I'm just going to go with Bailey. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Bailey. I think that you continue to sow the seeds of the Bailey and Sasha feud. Um, Bailey goes through Tamina and then they have been hinting in the past where like, Sasha and Tamina and Naomi, they were all together before. Maybe there's something in the works there. And then Tamina, because she's mad she lost to Bailey in the future, she helps Sasha win. And then you get a Sasha Bailey feud for the title for a couple months, only for uh, some for Sasha to go in a different feud with a different person after that. Uh, so I think I'm Bailey wins to this match, though. All right. You think they're going to bring back Unity? I mean, I'm on board. I'm totally on board for it. Um, do we want to do the Money in the Bank matches or the championship matches first? Let's do championship first. Okay. So uh, we'll start with the Universal Championship match, Aaron Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt's. Oh, of course I'm starting with this one. Um, I have no <laughs> idea what to make of this match. This match is weird. Um, the fact that it's not The Fiend is throwing me off. Like, I think Bray Wyatt should win. But Braun also just got it. Are they just going to pass it off immediately? Uh, I'm going to lean Braun here simply because it is Bray Wyatt and not The Fiend. Um, And and maybe The Fiend gets it at the next pay-per-view or whatever. Um, If it was The Fiend, though, I'd be picking him. Brandon? Yeah, Braun Strowman because it's not The Fiend. Uh, yeah, Bra- I mean, that's that's an obvious pick. Braun Strowman, I think, wins because it's not The Fiend. And then when he needs to bring The Fiend out, The Fiend gets what's right- rightfully his anyway. Uh, I'm I'm on board. I'm going to do the same thing. This is interesting. I Somebody, uh, I don't remember who sent this to me earlier today, a uh, listener named Chris, asked, uh, I don't know why he wouldn't just ask Aaron directly. Aaron, you're the betting guy. Chris tells me that the betting odds for this match are dead even. That both wow. Bray Wyatt. It, it, there, there, there has been a little bit of movement on, but very, very slight movement. Okay. It is Bray, uh, Braun is now a very slight favorite is, over is uh, that, Bray. How often has that? His question was, how often has that happened? Uh, dead even, not that often. Usually, and probably by Sunday, there will be some movement one way or another. 
but um, it doesn't. No, wrestling odds are not generally close. It's usually, you know, as as we've seen, Bailey is going to be a prohibitive favorite in this one because we're all fairly sure it's Bailey. Um, but this one, there, you know, it's it's like us. We think it's Braun, but this is also a very weird build. All right, uh, the the WWE Championship match: Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins. Brandon, you start. I mean, they fucked with me a lot on my, with this segment on Monday, but I, I got to pick Drew. Yeah, <laughs> um, Braun's a big man, like a monster. He's not a guy that you'd be like, oh, he needs the title. I don't see Drew in that same ilk, and because of that, I think Drew's the kind of guy that you got to give a four, five, six-month title reign to to show how good he really is because he is really that good. Um, so I'm going to say Drew McIntyre wins here. Uh, anyway. With, with like, real victories, right, AJ? Yeah, like real, real wins. A yeah. real win over Seth Rollins. Whoever's next, a real win over them. A real win over them until he gets cashed in on, you know, Four months from now, at SummerSlam, or or inevitably when Brock Lesnar just comes back and they give him the belt back because that's the way <laughs> yeah. things work. Um, yeah, Drew McIntyre's the pick. I, I don't. A hundred percent. We've covered all of it. I agree on everything you guys said. All right. Yeah, you didn't. What you? I didn't make my pick, but you didn't, you didn't do oh, what you did okay. at WrestleMania just to happen. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. I apologize. Yes. All right. Very good. Now we move on to the Money in the Bank matches, and we will start, of course, with the women's Money in the Bank matches. Match. Right, thank you. Sort of. <laughs> yes, I mean, like, we are treating them as two different matches because there will be two different winners, we, we believe, anyway. We think. Um, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. So, AJ, give me your winner. Give me, and, and this is not, this is, these are for bonus points. Mm-hmm. Will there be a cash-in during the course of the night and I, I'm going to throw one more in just because we need to have more points at stake since we put an actual bet involved with this. So we need to have more points to be had. I want to know um, how oh, there's no way really to measure this. I was going to say something like who's going to take the bump, the crazy bump. But I guess there's no way to like definitively say who gets thrown yeah, off here, the building. I was well, not necessarily uh, building, but who who drops down a story? Does anyone you know they're fighting up the stairwell? Oh, they go down a story. Yeah, that's definitely happening. Okay. Well, and- let, let, let's say yes or no. Well, let, let's make a couple prop bets here. That's one. Does anyone drop down a, a story? Okay. It has to be a full story bump. And by the way, if if multiple people do, you get the answer is yes. Okay. But you get you get a po- whoever you guess. If multiple people do, people do, you get a point if you, one of your guesses did it. Okay. All right. So we get to we get to guess one for each match. Is that yes, the way? Yes. Yes. We're saying. Yeah. Who's who's going to take a huge bump? Who's going to take the story length bump? Who gets who gets sent down at least a flight of stairs? All right. Um. So, I'm gonna. I know for I, sure. <laughs> I I think for um. I think first of all, Oscar's gonna win, and I don't think she's gonna cash in that night. I think Oscar has been the most entertaining woman on television for the past there's no you know, two, debate three look, look at that he hasn't even been listening to the show and we've been saying that every week <laughs> and she everyone's been, been saying it yeah. without easy peasy no question about it she's been the most entertaining person woman on the roster for she's the past m- much like the, much like the game she's raps mvp yes yeah Ag- agree <laughs> yeah and uh she's uh she she i think that she's the perfect person to win the title now and hold on to the money in the bank for six to eight months 
just teasing us when Oscar's gonna cash in because now that she's babyface Oscar, like she's a heel technically, but really, like everyone loves what she's doing, which she's makes asshole babyface. Baby yes. Yeah. So like which because of that. Want. Her with the, the money in the bank, I think you can do so much with that. I'm going with Asuka. I think that Nia Jax definitely falls um, a story strictly because, like, I'm Damn sure they'll, it. like, do a thing where, like, all the girls team up to get rid of her, and that's how they do it. Um, uh, that's what I would say. So, yeah, I'm going to go. Those are my those are my picks. Well, was, my pick was going to be Nia, so now I got to think about that for a second. Same as me. Because <laughs> I, I, I could just leave it at that, and we all try to get the point, but maybe I'm going to try to outthink it and steal a point somehow. Um, I'm, I'm picking uh, Shayna Baszler to win the match and, and get the briefcase. And I don't disagree with anything you're saying about Asuka, but like in a weird way, I almost feel like she's been so good she doesn't need it. Like I need Asuka in my life constantly. I do think that you might need to retool Shayna slightly after her initial introduction. Um, and so I'm I'm I, I'm hesitant about it, right? Like because I, I don't want to try to poo-poo Shayna in any way. Shayna's amazing. It's just that like I feel like you throw her in, you kind of go crazy for a minute, and then and now what? Like what comes from that? And I think this is a good way to get her heat back and make her very relevant for a long time. So I'm going with Shayna to win the match. Um, I also do not think there will be a cash in um and i will go i'll just go with dana brooke to take the crazy bum because it feels like sadly they're gonna do that to dana brooke because nothing is fair and the world makes no sense and dana brooke's amazing and she deserves more than what she gets so dana brooke will be the one uh i'm with you in that aj you're right it should be oscar oscar would be the perfect person to carry it there would be nothing better she is what money in the bank was made for but we don't always get nice things, and I agree with Glenn that after Oscar's losing, won, just to, just to put it in perspective, Oscar's won the Royal Rumble, so yes. that's actually more prestigious. I, I view it as I view it. I, as I don't like, disagree with you. After after WWE certifies somebody like when they win the Royal Rumble or something like that, they look for every opportunity to double down on the fact that they did that. And this is the real it's first a, a opportunity fair argument. Yeah, it's that Asuka yeah. should be the person yeah. that wins this match. Real... And she won the Royal Rumble and main evented WrestleMania with Charlotte Flair and had the best match of the night that night and even put Charlotte over. This is her time. That's why I think she's going to get it. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. But I do think that, especially after losing cleanly to Becky, that they need something to make Shayna... You know, the, the one thing that makes me hesitant on Shayna is they're still listing her as an NXT superstar. That's a little weird. Um, and we, we've talked about that in the past. But anyways, um, if they are keeping her on Raw, then they I think they want something to make her... All right, we, we made her a big deal coming in. We had her lose and lose cleanly immediately. What do we do to instantly make her a complete... You know, the threat that we had made her out to be leading up to WrestleMania again, and that's give her the briefcase. Uh, I'm with AJ on Nia taking the big bump, and no one cashes in Sunday. Though if you tell me later, in, you know, on Monday it happens, I could buy it. I would prefer if you're going to do it to do it on Sunday, because just the glory of the fact that, like... You were competing in Connecticut and then showed up in Florida. <laughs> oh, the ridiculousness of I mean, it would be off the charts. So, but you also can so only wonderful. cash in on one of the champions because Becky's not on the show. So you have you ha- well, I mean, uh, well, as maybe of the maybe moment, maybe yes. Becky comes up and is witnessing it. They're, they're advertising her for Raw, so she's not going to be there. They're not not advertising her for Money on the Bank. Come on. 
right. All right. All right. Brandon, go ahead. So here is who is going to win the match. I'm just kidding. I just haven't done that in a while. Does your wife think it's weird when you try to put that on during sex? (laughs) Like when you're like, hang on, hang on, babe. I got to turn some music on real quick. Does she think that's weird? (laughs) So, Here's the deal. I think Nia's taking the big bump and winning the match. Whoa, okay. All I right. Like I do like that. I do like that. What about a cash-in? No cash-in. All right, very good. Um, men's Money in the Bank match. Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles. <laughs> um, look, like, this is... I'm really struggling with this one, right? Because, like... You look at this and you say to yourself, well, there's one that just sort of screams at you, right? And I guess maybe you could argue that it's both Alistair and and Baron Corbin that scream at you. I think Alistair Black is the pick. I, I think he's the pick. I think he's the guy that, you know, we've treated as a face, but you could easily portray as a heel with the briefcase moving forward and or just sort of his lingering presence. Um, I, I think that you've you've done enough with Baron Corbin in recent months that I don't need to go that route. I just I think Alistair Black is the pick. And so Alistair Black is who I'm going with. Um, Otis, of course, is my pick to take the big bump because, mm-hmm. of course, he's my pick to take the big bump. And I also don't think there will be a cash in on the men's side either. Um, here's the question. Why is AJ Styles in this match? Why did they rush him back, have him show no effects of the, the Boneyard match to put him in this match? To me, there's there's two possible answers. One, he's winning it. Or two, they're going to start a bit with him where he dies in every single match. And then, you know, he basically becomes Kenny. And he, he just... that sh- from me, God damn it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, hey, you didn't say the Kenny part, but... Yes. No, you said the Kenny part. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, that's just his role. Because otherwise he should not be in this match if he's not winning it. Unless there, there's some overarching storyline reason to do it. Um, and who knows, maybe Undertaker shows up at it or something. I, I don't know. Um, but because he shouldn't be in this match unless he wins this match, I'm going to say AJ Styles wins this match. Um, I will. I agree with you. Otis has to take that bump. And no, no cashing. Brandon, Brandon, did you die? Hello? Sorry, I had to shut the door. Oh, okay. So, all right. No, I, Aaron, wouldn't it be funny if if AJ's in this match just to do the Undertaker spot again, where he comes up from behind him? <laughs> like, I'm not ruling it out. Right, right. I think AJ's in the match to win the match. Um, Unless there's some other thing that they're going to do here, but I, 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 to me, it screams AJ Styles winning the match, and Corbin is 100% taking the the bad bump. All right, all right, uh, AJ. Well, now I feel like I've been cheated because I thought I was going to be so smart saying AJ Styles wins the match. Um, I definitely think he does win the match because, um. He just did the good job for the Undertaker. And not just that. Like, I think I would love for Baron Corbin to win it and get redemption for the first cash-in. I would love 
for Aleister Black to win it because what he could do with the Money in the Bank, not only just changing his character from face to heel and going all the way around to do what he does um, with the briefcase to like make it his own, but I think that AJ Styles with the briefcase is that's must see TV. I mean that's 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 what you watch Monday Night Raw for, you know. Um, AJ Styles is one of the best on the mic ever. Um, and he, him with that, that briefcase at any moment, he can come out, cash on whoever, like that's must see TV. So I'm going with AJ Styles. And I think that, um, Baron Corbin is the one that takes the big bump too, because, um, I think that's what stops him from winning. All right. Very good. Those are our picks for money in the bank. You, you know what I left out? Uh-huh. I do think there's a chance of a cash in here. Okay, I think you, there's a chance. And you, here's here's what I'm going to put out there. Hear me out for a second. So Bray Wyatt loses. However, the Fiend appears and destroys Braun Strowman. AJ can come back from the dead. So, of course, he can teleport. To- <laughs> That's a great point. It's, I mean, like, it's nothing. for. So pick it. So pick it. <laughs> Jerk. No, I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm just kidding. But I, if 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 it made, it does kind of make sense in storyline fashion because in, now, well, there's a whole lot of conversations to be had about the crowds not being there and everything. But if this were normal, WWE with crowds at SummerSlam, it would make sense to get the title off Braun onto AJ so that Bray Wyatt could turn face. That would make a lot of sense in this world we're in. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do, but it. it that would be super cool because what would be more entertaining? The only thing that would be more entertaining than AJ Styles with the briefcase is AJ Styles getting chased by the Fiend. I mean, it would be pretty great. You're not wrong about that. It'd be pretty effing great. Fantastic. All right. Um, AJ uh, at AJ Francis 410, of course. Yep, on all social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitch, whatever you got, man. I'm J- everywhere. J Date, Grinder. All of those Bumble, places. not yeah. grinder or J date, just nah, bumble. Plenty of fish. If I'm in your, if I'm in your city, swipe right. Chris, you know what I'm saying? Christian Ladies, Mingle, the love. whole deal. That's where you find him. Uh, happy birthday, dude! Um, looking, Thank you guys, looking man. Looking forward to seeing. So it. glad you got to, to come back for a little bit. Yeah, enjoy the enjoy the Altoona pizza. Uh, <laughs> that is not what I will have ever that. in my life because I'm not losing these picks. All right, when we come back in, Rick Steiner is going to join us. I'm really excited about this. His son's a Raven. He's going to uh, tell us all about that, and uh, we're going to talk some wrestling with him too. Looking forward to chatting with Rick Steiner next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon, and he's the main event. AJ. Yep. Go ahead. You do there we go. AJ Francis. Uh aka Frank. Uh Frank. This is jobbing out. Sliders Bar and Grill is now operating with a full carryout menu. Eat just like you're out for lunch or dinner. Call Sliders at 410-547-8891. You can also see the full menu at slidersbaltimore.com. Sliders, one of Baltimore's original continuously operating bars, now with a full carryout menu, slidersbaltimore.com. Well, join now here on Jobbing Out by a man who, uh, look, we've been watching him for a long time, and now we're even more excited back in Baltimore because we think his son might be a heck of a football player. His son, of course, is Bronson Recksteiner and just signed 
with the Baltimore Ravens as an undrafted free agent. He is, of course, the great Rick Steiner, and he joins us now. <laughs> Rick, it's Glenn and uh, Brandon and Aaron. Thank you for taking some time for us, and congratulations, man, on having your son sign as an NFL player. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you raise your boy, you watch him grow up, and you never... You, you always have the hopes and aspirations, but you never think, you know, there's so many so many kids and so many things going on and it's such a tough road. And then, you know, my brother and I doing the wrestling, it's just a tough deal and then to have my brother or have my uh, son have the success he's having, you know, at the college level. And now <laughs> you know, he's going to be a pro football player. I really can't believe it. I don't think it will sink in until uh, – I see him on the field with his name on the back and on TV on Sunday, I guess. So let me look. Can we expect, as long as people are allowed to be there, can we expect that we will see you in Baltimore this August in the stand? You know, you, you know I will. Yeah. Sabatinos, Baltimore, the Harbor. <laughs> the Man, those are some good days. Wait a second. Have you ever had a night with Flair at Sabatinos? Oh, you know what? I. It's not so much I was uh, part of that group, but I was uh, I was on the fringes. <laughs> of that group. It was Lex, Lex, and Sting, and myself, and brother, my brother, and myself, and yeah, we we always knew uh, when to tap out and move on with that. I was gonna, I was actually gonna ask if you knew what the like the 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 largest um, tab was that like the Flair Camp had ever paid. Look, we have there are so many legendary stories about nights at Sabatinos over the years. Um, oh do you Both ever twice. can you remember what the largest number might be that you ever saw on a receipt on a night at Sabatino's? Well, from Flair? Yeah. I um I'm going to now I got to watch what I say here. <laughs> I know in uh, Virginia Beach I seen a $12,000 tab. Oh at, my god. At one of the uh, nightclubs, and that was... I, I can't even fathom that. Cigar, that <laughs> and well, that yes, was cigars, I would expect a little bit more. <laughs> cigars, alcohol, I mean, keeping it open. Um, Sabatino's, I... I when, when Lex and I were there one time, I know... Um, I think I know he had a couple thousand dollar bill, because what he did is... I mean, he got some of that champagne and some wine, and I mean, you know, well, you know the story. Oh, you know, no doubt. Heard the story. No <laughs> doubt, man. That man's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you 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 probably were best on the fringe of that group. Ah, <laughs> oh, I was the best guy to be on the fringe. <laughs> I feel like that's the best place to be too, in yeah, general. Yeah. That's oh weird. my god. Yeah, right. he was going through all that and being around him. You kind of just look at him like, wow, you know, is this what it's like? But now you look back and like, man, that guy was crazy. <laughs> Rick, um, what do we need to know about your boy as a football player? What What are the Baltimore Ravens getting in in Bronson? And and we know that he's talked about like the idea of following yeah, in your footsteps and your brother's footsteps. But um, how how much do you feel like he is he's ready to go get it to try to make this NFL dream comes true before he goes down that wrestling path? Well, you know. Um he did really well at the pro debut. Um, you know, he ran, I, I, my brother and I talked to one of the Chicago coaches and then, um, I know she, or Jacksonville was looking at him and they had him 
Um, they clocked the 40 at 4 3 uh, 6 and 4 3 8. So I know you got, <clears throat> I know Baltimore's got some, you know, a couple, I think there's two or three Heisman Trophy. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Ingram. Yeah. I mean, those guys are superheroes. <clears throat> so I just believe my son's going to have going to have to work his butt off um and he's gonna have to come every day like you know give it you know i don't i don't believe in 110 but he's gonna have to give it you know 100 percent every day and he's gonna have to catch somebody's eye i what i think or what i you know as a dad talking about a son first of all he's fast he can catch the ball um, he can run routes. He doesn't have to, you know, I know there's a big pullback there. That's 310 pounds. And I know he's yeah, a power card. Man- yeah. Yeah. But he, uh, Bron- there's a lot of versatility with Bronson. He can catch the ball. They can put him in a slot. They can do anything with him. Uh, he's a long snapper. He can long snap. I mean, special teams. So I think there's some opportunity. I think Bronson's just going to have to, uh, you know, like I said, go all out one day, catch somebody's eye and catch somebody's attention. And, and and then I think, you know, once he gets that opportunity, I think he's, he can offer a lot. And I think hopefully he does and fits in really well with the, with the Ravens, you know, of course, you know, Mr. Harbaugh, there's a little, little history there. There is, there is, of course, uh, his roommate once upon a time. Well, Okay, keep going. So for those that don't know, John Harbaugh was, of course, roommates with the great Brian Pillman in college. Wow. And And Brian Pillman Jr., now who, of course, everyone knows is a professional wrestler, is very close with the Harbaugh family. We just had him on a couple weeks ago, and he was telling the story um, of just how significant John Harbaugh is in his life. So... Um, he hasn't been able to get John to like fully get into wrestling yet. Like he hasn't been able to get him out to an event or anything yet. But right, right. he's working on it. He's working on converting John into a full-on pro wrestling fan. You know that's kind of crazy. I never even, you know, as close as you know, my brother and I, Brian, moved up up here to you know in Cherokee County, in Georgia, when he was there with his um, his girlfriend and stuff. And man, I was around Brian a lot. I never even. I never got a chance to see his son. I don't even know what he, you know, I wouldn't recognize him on the street if I. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. He's unbelievable. He's great. I, I, yeah. You would, you you might, would recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> just because he looks like, like Brian Pillman. Yeah. <laughs> Do I? Say that again? You might recognize him. He looks exactly like his dad. Does he really? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, hey, another trivia. So, John's brother, uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh, is who bro- my brother and I went to school with at Michigan. Wait, shut up. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you, Come on. You, you guys are the man. Come on. I had no idea. You guys. Yeah, a little trivia. My brother and I were at Michigan the same time that Jim was there. Uh, he was the quarterback. And then, of course, you know, he goes on and does all his things, come back to Michigan. But then, of course, his brothers, you know. Oh, so they – so, uh, so – so John kind of owed it to you to make sure that, that that Bronson got a shot, right? Like this is kind of this was oh, due. No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that. I, I mean, my, I know my son went to a uh, tryout down in Troy, Alabama. I think when he first was uh, wanting to go to some uh, colleges and check them out. And I know uh, Jim was down there and had a camp, and I know Bronson went to it. But you know, there was some. 
I don't think they needed a at the time my son, my son was getting recruited as a linebacker, so I really didn't need any linebackers. And and then uh, his sophomore year they switched him over to running back. So it's crazy. Man. He's got a little now, interesting now, story there, but yeah, pretty cool. Now I want to know what the parties with you, Scott, and Jim were like back at Michigan. Ah, man. See, there was no cameras, there was no phones, there was nothing. It was a great time. Those were live on in infamy. All it is is just stories. I got... <laughs> there are some good there are some crazy times. Um you know, I remember I remember I don't know if I should say some of this, but I know one time my brother drove our Jeep up the stadium stairs <laughs> and uh at the at the big house. That wasn't too cool. But... No, it yeah, was very was... cool. I take where I'm going to step in right there, Rick Steiner. That is extremely cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was some, uh, you know, it was a different time. I, I'm sure if my son, I got three boys. I'm sure if they did some of that crazy crap, you know, they'd be under the jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great but, story. Rick Steiner. Yeah. Rick Steiner is with us here on uh, on jobbing out. Uh, Rick, you know, I, I referenced that we've heard Bronson talk about interest in, in following in your footsteps and, and getting into wrestling, um, knowing how crazy life was for you and your brother. Did, did you ever attempt to maybe dissuade him from that path? And I'm not saying that football is like the safest thing to do as an alternative, right. but did you ever attempt, like as he was growing up, to say, let's let's focus the energy on something other than pro wrestling maybe and think about another direction you could go in your life 100 percent. i said you ain't doing that i'll do everything in my power to stop <laughs> I'm like come on dad so i got three boys so the middle son and bronson want to be want to be tag partners and you know kind of carry the legacy and i'm like you guys ain't doing that you're getting a degree you're gonna do your thing and you know let's just it's just not like it used to be i mean when i started you with watts you know, then you had Crockett. There was a couple other places to go. Then there was WCW and WWF, and it was just a different place, different time, and uh, and the business has ch- changed and evolved, and um, some good, some bad. Um, and I heard Vince um, uh, shut down the, the XFL and got rid of a bunch, bunch of guys. So I I don't know what. Uh, sound like some uh, financial issues there. Yeah, but, it's a tough time. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a tough time for the business, and I know, you know, just the politics, and and I think now you guys uh, can read between the lines. So I'm sure if that name comes in on the picture on the card somewhere, someone's going to associate that name with either Rick or Scott. If they associate with Scott. Someone's going to be pissed off. <laughs> and I don't want my son to have to bear that thing from, you know, what went on a long time ago. So, trying to, yeah, at some point, it's a simple a math, right? Uh, yeah, Brandon, as Brandon just alluded to, I, you know, I think for people that don't know, you now have a career in uh, real estate, so I have to yes, assume sir. that you're maybe a little bit better at math than your brother is. Little bit better than <laughs> a few things, yes, sir. <laughs> yep, yep, totally get it. <laughs> oh, now, obviously, God. the the connection with your brother could hurt him, but um, with you, I know that you obviously you're doing real estate now. You're doing uh, you were on the school board for the the yes, longest sir. time there. Do you still have any uh, connection with the business, especially as they bring people in to to coach? Is that something you'd be interested in, or have you ever done gone down to that performance center there? 
I, I, I went to um, the performance. You know, the funny thing is, Chip Smith has that performance center there with AEA, or AEW has their uh, you know, workout facility. And it's kind of the same place where Bronson went there with Jalen Hurts and some of the other guys um, getting ready for that combine. So it was an interesting place. Oh, wow. They got three rings in there. I went down in there and kind of checked it all out. It's, you know, but it's, I don't know. For me, it's just changed so much. And um, there's times you want to give back. I mean, I, you know, it was a great time for me in the business. I, I enjoyed the business and made some friends and did a lot of nice things. Got to go in a lot of nice places. But I don't know. It's just like, you either have to be in that business or you have to be out. Um, I know you can, it's just hard to dab a little bit because they want you on the road. They want you here. They want you committed. You know, if you were committed to some kids training them, you just gonna have to give up a lot of time and effort. And I'm, I did my, you know, I kind of had my time at it and stuff and I just kind of move on. I'll do whatever and help anybody I can, but um, just, I, I'm not going to go back and commit to it. You know, I help my boys and, help them do things but I think that I took the next step and kind of doing my career I have now and I really enjoy it and life is good it's awesome it's awesome I'm happy to hear that um would the hall of fame be a big deal for you Rick I mean especially if it was the two of you together especially if it was the Steiner brothers going in together would that be a big deal for you at this point I'm going in when you say go in to the WWE hall of fame specifically well, here's, here's my perspective on it. I, you know, it's like anytime you can get recognized for an accomplishment or something you did and worked your butt off for your whole life and then actually get acknowledged for it. Yeah, shoot, man. I, I do it in a heartbeat. Um, you know, I think different than my brother. You know, he's, he, uh, you know, he's obviously got some uh, personal feelings there and everything, so his thoughts are a little different, but anytime, I mean, once you've gone off the face of the earth, you know, this, you know, the only way your name lives on is through accolades and stuff that you accomplished. And, um, and you know, like we're in the hall of fame in Iowa, we're in a cup, we're in a hall of fame in hometown. We're a couple different things. Well, that'll be there for, you know, as long as the, the world turns. So yeah, I, I, for me, yeah, I'd like to, in it I, I think it's uh i think it'd be an honor but you know i uh i was a tag team and i got somebody who doesn't think the same way i do so that's tough yeah that's tough <laughs> it's, yeah it's a, he's my brother and i love him so you know i we stick together you can't leave your wing man you always gotta stick together so i um, well there's the there's no doubt in my mind that you belong there, particularly as the tag team. Um, and hopefully someday, you know, we've seen crazier things happen. So oh, yeah. we, we, yes, we yeah. all want to see that happen. Yeah, it would be an honor, you know, for me to do that and be a part of that. And, uh, for my brother to go in there and, you know, it's like, you know, I guess now it's not such so much about me or my brother. Now it's just a legacy we leave for our kids and, you know, the people after us. And so... It would be a shame to be excluded from all that. Fifty years from now, who knows what's going to happen? So it'd, it'd like to be, it'd be nice to be on paper. Right, it would be it would be a special moment. There's no question yeah. about that. It'd be a special moment. Yeah. All right. So but hey, I can't 
I can't wait for uh, this game that comes uh, when the season starts and everything. Yep. Um, I come to Baltimore. You guys going to come and hang out? Or oh, what are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? We're bookmaker salads on us, man. We're going to make <laughs> that happen, dude. We are absolutely yeah. making that happen. Yeah, we're, I, I can't wait, man. It's just gonna we be... we want to hear the stories that we can't tell on the show. That's yeah. what we want to hear. There you go. There you go. We'll I got a few of those. I believe that. I believe I a, that. Hey, I got hey. a few Rick uh, Bossman stories. Rick Rude, Kurt Henning. Holy cow! Well, we'll hear them all. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna make that happen when you get to town here in the summer. We can't wait for that. Rick, in the meantime, what can what can we plug for you? Um, are are you on like social media anywhere? Can we can we just plug your business? What can we plug for you? Well, I mean, you know, I just enjoy talking to you guys. I'm I'm doing well in the business. You know, I'm on the social media, the Facebook, the Twitter, you know, the uh, Instagram, and all that stuff. Um, I guess I could text you guys the. Uh, the logins, or I could you guys we could friend, or however you guys want to do that. Well, you you tell me if the it, it, which which one of the Rick Steiners on Twitter is it, is you? Because there's about a hundred of them. There's a lot of people that want to really? be. Well, there's a lot of people that want to be Rick Steiner. Understandably, right, right. there's a there's a lot well, of people out there. Well, go on. The, I know the there's three Facebooks that are mine. The right. one is, there's one with uh, a group picture when we went to Sturgis. So it was Goldberg, myself. Luger and a couple other guys in that picture. That okay, <laughs> I, I got that. Okay, then there's another one where I'm just in a black shirt, kind of a younger picture, flat top looking. And then the next one is kind of a is the picture now for your your business. Yes. So yeah, if for you search business. Rick Steiner on Facebook, those are literally the first three that pop up. So go yep, that, go that. right now, and you can add Rick on Facebook that way and connect with him there. Um, Rick, we can't wait to see you in Baltimore. We're absolutely going to take you out to Sabatino's when you get here, man. Congratulations. Oh, I'm taking you guys out. Oh, yeah, we, we're going oh. to have some fun. We're going to celebrate. I can't yeah. wait, man. Congratulations on your boy being a Baltimore Raven, man. It's an awesome, yeah. awesome thing. And thank you for taking some time for us. Thank you guys for calling. It's, it's going to be an, it's an honor to be up there and have my son have the opportunity. So this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to come see you guys. Well, hot shit, guys. We're going out with Rick Steiner, man. That yeah, is, buddy. That yeah, is, I can't wait. That is dope, man. I love that. Uh, appreciate him taking the time. Uh, very cool. I actually had his son, Bronson, on my show this week. So glennclarkradio.com. You can check it out there. Um, I will try to track down Scott, but, I mean... It's Scott. Right. <laughs> like, it's what it is, bro. It's just what it is. Um, Real quick before we get into the other sh- the stuff we want to talk about, just we, we touched on it a couple times during those picks. What do we think of both matches happening at the same time, both Money in the Bank matches? I mean... I think it's a clusterfuck waiting to happen. I, I don't... Here's the reason. I think if... Uh, it, oh, oh well, here, no, sorry. I will say, if this had to be live, right. it's a clusterfuck waiting to happen. Because it's not, it's probably fine. I agree. And that's where I'm at. Because it's taped, and because even if there was awkwardness... Like, it's not like they... They didn't actually do these matches, basically, right? Like It's shot as a movie. Correct. And because of that, I'm good with it, right? They're just going to be jump-cutting constantly, like, it's, oh, my it's God. It's probably going to be one of the more entertaining things and you've that's seen why, in a while. And that's why I'm so yeah, bored. It's, it's either going to be a clusterfuck or amazing, but it's going to be entertaining. I'll say this, though. What, one of the reasons I was so... Because some I concerned about it 
was I didn't know how you did two matches like that and make it different without making one just completely hokey. Well, the solution is to not do two matches. Right, so. right. And so, like, the idea, what they're basically doing is saying, well, now we can just have everybody go throughout the building without having to worry about, like, you know, did, did you already destroy this room and now you can't go into this room or something along those lines. Like, we, should, we should have took prop bets on, like, what cameos are going to be like hidden in the building? Like well, corporate Kane has to be a, a like. Are they gonna, a great point. Yeah, great point. Like, are they going to kick in a stall and Ron Simmons is taking a shit? Right. You get a damn. I think we might end up being disappointed by that <laughs> only because like it was such a quick turnaround after WrestleMania apparently for when they filmed these that I I don't know how much time they had to like get shit lined up. You know what I mean? So true. I, I hope I hope there's some of that stuff going on and I hope it's cool like that, but I'm not expecting it because the 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 time the time frame of it says it's unlikely. Now, the other part is that it almost makes the AJ thing even more unforgivable, right? Like the fact that they taped this so long ago, they knew they were doing this with AJ Styles then, like what the fuck? This isn't just you got you got two months down the road. You start to worry about ratings. You say, well, shit, we got to bring back AJ Styles. You decided right after you buried him alive that you were bringing him back for money in the bank. Uh, he'll be dead for a month. I mean, I, all right, whatever. He better win. He better win at this point. Yeah, I don't I like you. it anyways that he's back, but if he's back, he better win. I hear you. I mean, I don't know. This is, you know, if we we're having this conversation and AJ, you know, like was allowed to speak a little bit more freely, this is probably where he'd be like, you guys have to remember it's underwear fighting. Like, right. it, you know, like you but, have to. I mean, but, but don't tell us underwear. Tell us underwear fighting matters. I understand. That's all I want. I understand. That's all I want. I but by the way, aside from like my feeling of why AJ should win or, you know, thing like, like, Going back to something John said about how these matches are so, I don't think these matches are obvious at all. I think I think if we're if we kind of take our opinions out of it, like you could you could make an argument for four people in the women's match. You could make an argument for at least three, three or four in the three men's three match. in the men's match. Like I mean, you got it. I I think it's I I really think it's Alistair AJ in the men's match. Oh, well, but, but you would no, you really I mean, you, you be the shock of Corbin? You could one? make a case for Corbin, right? As well. That's what I think it is. I think it's those three. Uh, you could make a case for Daniel Bryan as I, well. I only, I think the only case for Daniel Bryan is just saying he's Daniel Bryan. I don't think there's actually a case for Daniel Bryan. Well, that, I don't. That's but that's my point. There are people in this match that like, if they just decide, okay, it's Rey Mysterio time. Like, you know what I mean? Like the people that aren't that are Otis, and that's about it in that match. And then in the women's match, like. Aside from Dana Brooke, I could see any of these people, and may- probably Carmella because she's cooled off so much. But like, I could see them putting Lacey up there. I could see them putting Nia, Shayna, or Oscar. Any of them. I get it. I but, mean, but some of that is just us saying who the people are. It's not really about the story that's being told, and that's the because like, no story is being told. That's right. right. And, that's that, and that is like, the there issue. is no story being told. But, that's why I think any of these people could win. But inherently, that's the problem, and that's sort of what I think John is speaking to, which is like, well, it is it is a problem. But no, he was saying but, that only one person can win. It's very obvious well, who's ba- going to win based on and, based on the stories that have. Have been told of late you haven't told a but story no story has been told what story has been told with you, any of these people i mean you've been telling a story um about about oscar for sure you've been telling a story but, but, for but sure. when you mix it together with smackdown though it's like okay but you could still do that without her winning 
I mean, the story with Asuka hasn't really been about the belt. No, not about right. the belt necessarily, but you've been telling an Asuka story. You've made there, her There's mad. been an Asuka story. There's right. been, but, and that's the interesting thing but here. there's a Nia story. Becky, there's a Shayna story. There's yeah, a Lacey because story. Because Becky has been so removed yeah. post-WrestleMania from everything, there hasn't been a title I, story. I, well, and I would say that Nia is probably the one that hasn't really had the story told recently. It's just but it's she, like, I'm back. I'm right, going to fuck shit up. Right. I mean, she that's good enough. Up, right. You know? Right. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Uh, uh, quickly before we, um, I just wanted to... I'm sure everybody has seen the story that um, the the Maryland Sports Commission <laughs> oh, yeah. has fined yeah. AEW $10,000. The Maryland State Athletic Commission fined uh, AEW. Um, it was it was misshared on Twitter. It was like it was shared on Twitter as if they were fined because they had a lights out match um, at the AEW pay per view, like an unsanctioned blood, match. Right? It's what it, right? It's not they had an unsanctioned match. It's what they did <laughs> during the course of the match. Now, for what it's worth, and I, I didn't bother to do this work, but in talking to a friend of mine in the business, I got the sense they likely knew this was the case and just decided they were going to do it yeah. anyway. There's been a lot of people that have said, this is how you make sure AEW never comes back to Baltimore. One, I don't know that AEW is in a position they can start making those types of demands. Like, I don't think that's going to be the case. Two, I, I got the sense that this is not... What, they think, like, WWE is doing this? What? What, what do you mean you make the case that they never come back to Baltimore? That, like, what, well, what some, you, some, some, there, there are some fans who are like, oh, well, why would right. uh, AEW ever run Baltimore again right. if that's AEW, how they're going to be AEW gets pissed off at the Maryland State Athletic Commission and says, you want to fine us $10,000? Fuck you, we won't come back. Um, like, that's, that's a, a thought, an opinion that exists. And I, I certainly get the opinion. But I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, if anything, I read I read something hyperbolic to the other side of like how they should be so embarrassed about this, and I'm like, why? Oh, well, you, no, you you saw it from the from Christopher Cruz. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I don't I don't. don't that's the most listen, absurd shit I've ever read in my he's, life. He's he's a shit. Star. He might have been the one actually to report it to and like he who filed the complaint. Yeah. So this is a guy who's. He's a shitster. He was like a D minus announcer on WCW. Yeah, he, he's a shitster, is what he is. Okay. So yeah. So <laughs> I, in talking to somebody in the business, they said, "Look, most places know these types of rules ahead of time, and sort of just say the hell with it. We're going to do it anyway, right? And and almost build it into the cost of production. Now, and this is why this is why when people get upset. Um, you know, when you, when you go back to the old stories and they say like, you know, Bret Hart decided to blade Steve Austin in a match or whatever, like these are the reasons why it's not because Vince McMahon has a stick up his ass or whatever. It's because of these kinds of rules and fines and things that they find those guys for that stuff. Right. And when, in an era where you and, find... and to, to be fair, Maryland is arguably the most stringent commission in the country. I oh, think man, New Orleans I can be as well. I but it's had... mainly Maryland. Maryland is notorious for this. In fact, I think the last time that WWE was fined by a commission, it was uh, the Maryland commission for that Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon match back in 2003. Oh, wow. What was, what was, what was the issue? I don't even remember. Oh, well, they, they killed each other. I know. It was the what... I quit match between Vince and Stephanie. But what and was the specific fine Vince for? was just like... I can't remember, but you know they they did things outside the ring that the commission didn't like. Okay, so I wish, man, I really regret this. J John has actually a good story. Like for those that don't know, John Minadakis, who joined us earlier, um, has also participated in a couple matches with MCW over the years as a wrestler, and they did an angle for one event 
that involved they found out like so John and Tori Smith are really good buddies and Tori was going to be in town and they wanted to do some Colt Cabana was involved in the match and I want to say Damian Sandow was involved wasn't, as uh, well. Yeah, it was, I was, I was going to say it was Ty Dillinger, but you're right, it was Sandow. I think it was Damian Sandow. And they were going to have literally, like, nothing more than, like, Tory punch one of those guys. Like, that was it. And that was the idea they had. And the commission, like, literally said, no, you can't do it. Like, you can't. You plain and simple cannot do it. We will not sanction that. And they're like, dude, he's an athlete. And he's not, like, he's not even taking, he's not, he's not really getting involved he's just going to punch one of the performers. And, like, they had to go through this day-long process of, like, finally getting it approved, like, moments before the whole thing occurred. It was just insane. So, um, look, whatever. I, I, I'm i not all that worked up about this. It's just not that big a deal. No, issue. who cares? All right, uh, quickly, uh, uh, what did you want to talk about from NXT, Brandon? Oh, my goodness. So, a couple things we got to see. You know, we all complained. Well, we'll get to that last. The first thing, I just wanted to ask you guys how you felt about the new presentation of Johnny Gargano, and um, we'll start there, and I have some other thoughts to add in when you guys uh, start discussing. I, mean, I like Candice's presentation better than Johnny's. Like, yes. But this, this goes back to the problem that I have. If you were going to reimagine Johnny Gargano, I would have preferred you to reimagine him on the main roster. I don't Aside from it being on, like, let's put that, take that out of it. Just I, I, what you saw. It's hard for me to How did you feel about what you saw? I don't know. I mean, like, if this is who he's going to be, I think that he did the things that he was, like, I think he's supposed to, you know, be dastardly and, and do Yeah, I think it's really hard. Okay, here's what I, here's how I felt. The music was fine. The gear's fine. The, I like the Gargano way thing. It's, it's fine. It's all fine. It's pretty good. I think it's really weird that you're having him work this versus that type of guy. Like, you're having him be... It's almost like a role reversal, right? Like, normally you would have, like, the dastardly big, huge heel right. and the the little... It's weird that he's working as this little heel against this giant guy. I mean, did any of you feel like that match was super weird? It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it was weird for a number... Also, um... Uh, Dijakovic, he doesn't thrive in that sort of no. He should either. be the fucking heel. <laughs> he, he should be the heel, and and he's just he's he's one of those guys. He's better working someone his size, like he just is. Yeah, I, it wasn't a terrible match. It was just like a, a it was an odd combination of styles and the wrong size guy in the wrong role. In my opinion, I, I, I think it's really hard I for think... guys to work a match. With a, a, a little heel and a big face. I, I think the other thing that I need to say here is that this, again, it goes back to the weirdness of this to me. Johnny Gargano is already the guy at the top of the mountain. He shouldn't right. have to be the guy that's trying to figure out underhanded ways to win matches. He's proven, like, size be damned, he's Johnny Gargano. He's beat everybody. He's accomplished everything. But now everything. he has to have Candace come out and... Yeah, that, yeah, that's the other thing. It, it doesn't make sense. It's that's yeah. the, it's the tricky part, and it goes back to why my original problem was: I don't think you need to reimagine Johnny Gargano. I don't need Johnny Gargano having to reprove himself as he's already Johnny fucking Gargano. He's Johnny. I, I, this is the issue that I have. By, the, the, by the way, by the way, I know it would have been hot shotting it way too fast, but if there's ever a, a perfect storyline for 
uh, Johnny and Candace to get what they want. It's two Money in the Bank matches happening at the same time. Well, actually, that would be amazing. <laughs> Where they could help each other. God damn it. That would have been an amazing vision to end the night. Is just Johnny Gargano and Candace both holding the briefcase. Tri- I mean, that Triple H been... just shows up. He's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, you're on my, you're in my house now. Here's the new rules. Right. I mean, I'd be on, I'd be on board with that entirely. Um, because here's the other thing. Like, I, I understand why they're doing it at the same time. But, like, it would almost be cool if there was a way to take advantage of that. Like, yep. you know, like, there's no Randy Orton, so he can't RKO Nia Jax or whatever. Like, there's, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine, a, I mean, maybe Asuka gets a kick in on someone or something, but, like, there has to be some way oh, where they gonna cross be, there's paths. There's going to be an interaction right? for sure. There's 100% going to be some sort of interaction. Um, and Sorry, I didn't want to get off on that again, but I, it's one thing I was thinking about that we didn't talk about. Um, anything else from NXT? Um, it became clear to me that the Drake Maverick thing is going to keep going because they're going to make sure all the people are tied at the top. Like, no one's going to go 3-0. and They're all going to be 2-1. and They can't all be 2-1. and Yeah, that, that math doesn't work. How? Can, two can be two. How do you get uh, eight no, wins two and people, four losses? No, 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 two people will be 2-1. Oh, two two and one. Okay. In each side. It's already right. like look at the rankings. Yeah. It's already sort of. I mean, yeah, it, it's set up to potentially be that way. Yes. Right. So like it, I feel like, or, or is there any way they do a draw with him and Kushida next week? Sure, I, and or I think actually that's that's the way to Kushida go. He, this, the masked men steal Kushida and he gets counted out. Something like I, I think that. You, I think you could just do a draw. Kushida advances that way and it's like the ultimate heartbreak. Now, what that leads to, again, well, I have to... If they draw, they'd be tied, right? What's Kushida's record right now? Oh, no, right, because he's 0-0. Right, 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 yeah, right. he's 2-0. Right, he's right, 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 got it, got it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I'm still, I'm not sure what to make of that. I'm, I'm just not. Somehow Akira Tozawa is undefeated in this, but loses on, like, every show, other show. Uh, <laughs> is, yes. It, yeah. Like, he literally loses a match on Raw and, uh, what was it, Raw every week? He's not yes, on Raw both, every week. Yeah, yeah, it's Raw yeah. every week. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then AEW, what else do we need to talk about from AEW this week? The, the main event. Oh, right, right. Um, wait, 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 wait! We didn't talk about the main event of um, of NXT. You built Dexter, this matchup for so long. Yeah, I mean, to we be did. A we kind of finished. Yeah, Dexter kinda, Loomis thing. It's weird. What? It's just weird. I don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know. What the to whole say. Dexter Loomis thing is weird. But it's also he, weird because we don't know about the the Velveteen stuff, and that's sort of the tricky part right. about having the conversation, right? Like, I don't, I don't really know what they're doing. And I don't know if it's impacted at all by what happened. And who do we think attacked Finn Balor? It's a good question. So he I, was going to fight th- the dream, right? And he got attacked. Could it is it is this is this going to be a weird angle where like Dexter Loomis is obsessed with Velveteen Dream? Here's the thing: What is Finn right now? I don't like, know. A, a affiliation? Uh, is he a face or a heel? You mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't. It I felt don't think they've. De- to me I don't think they've week. decided yet. I mean, I yeah, and that's think the. I, I think you you can make a very clear story, especially if Champa's out for a while, carrying Cross. Yeah. Sure. Sure, it'd be great. I mean, it's a great way to introduce Carrying Cross and put him in a big program. I think part of part of the problem too is, do we know when there's another takeover? No. Theoretically, SummerSlam weekend. It, if they keep if they if they make a an audienceless one. 
So do we know what they're building to? No, no, there's nothing being built right now. That's I, like it's 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 part of the issue that I have right now. Like, I, I, they, like they're doing a bunch of stuff, but there's no. It doesn't feel like they they completely put the Walter Finn Balor thing on the shelf, um, unless that's who attacked him, which would be really stupid. Um, and it feels like they sort of. I mean, I guess they're prolonging the dream Adam Cole thing because of the finish. Or are they taking him out and replacing him with Loomis? But he was beating up the other guys. He wasn't really beating up Adam Cole, right? Yeah, but he's... I mean, you put him in with Undisputed. I'm wondering... And you just pull the switcheroo. If they say that Loomis attacked Finn Balor, right? Which I I doubt. But, like, it's weird how it's all... All these things were connected to the Velveteen Dream doing something, right? So it's like... Is it because is it he wants to beat up Undisputed Era, or is it he has some weird fetish with Velveteen Dream? And would they do something there, like there, that? As Glenn said, not not just what's going on off screen, but the whole Velveteen Dream thing has been weird for a few months now, <laughs> and it's weirder with this it's, it, stuff. Well, it's weirder with, but I mean, it's his character is weird without crowd. Like he's he he does these matches where he's doing you know basically old school eighties moves, which yes. works when you have a crowd cheering out cheering him on, but when you don't, it doesn't really work for the presentation as a face at least. It's yeah, weird. yeah. I mean, this is, it's weird, dude. It, all this is weird, man. I I I don't have answers, and it's almost I can't. And even... next week they're doing. Uh... Our boy Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor. Right, because why not? It, it, it'll be fun, yeah. sure. I mean, like, I'm I, on board. I'm down for that. Yeah, of course, I'm on board. And um, there's a tag team title. Oh, I, I think I, I, I'm I, pretty sure Timothy Thatcher is joining Imperium. Which would make sense, considering he was part of RingConf with Walter, with Axel Dito. Oh, it, was that a thing before? Okay. Yes, well, like, he, he he was part of that group. And and uh, would also make sense in the short term, because we don't know when we're no seeing Walter, Walter again. So, yeah. you know, it kind of gives you a complete group at that point. Um, all right, uh, quickly, uh, the AEW main event was dope. Um, yes. The, it was a great idea. It was conceived well. Um, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> um, by far at the end when they put their logo up on yeah, the, uh, yeah. the screen in the in the actual stadium look i've said for a long time it's really low rent they've like gone all in on jacksonville AEW, but it's definitely great for jacksonville like let's make that very clear it's unbelievably good for a place that otherwise is thought of very much as the absolute armpit of america um, did anybody else think sammy guevara was dead whenever they hit <laughs> hit him with that golf cart. Like the way his head hit it, I was it was kind of I was kind of scared for him for a sure. second. Sure. So you you were talking about last week how like AEW couldn't capitalize on the mainstream. So my daughter comes into my room this morning and she she brings her phone with her. She's like, "Dad, all my friends who don't watch wrestling at all are tweeting me these memes of, you know, just the, like the 2020 running people over with that." <laughs> so clearly, that's gone mainstream. That's I like that. Great. I do like that. Um, yeah. Dude, it was great. It was tremendous. It was, you know, this is the creativity. So it, was like, it was like, this is 2020 and this is me right, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, like like, like it was um, uh, Matt Hardy was coronavirus, Kenny Omega is the murder hornets, and uh, Sammy Guevara is me. 
Right. And the golf cart is twenty twenty. That's fantastic. No, it's 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 excellent. It's fucking... I mean, just I mean, other than some, there's some other things in the show, but I, I would just say overall, these live show. I mean, we go back. We had how many weeks of the tape shows? What was it like four or five? About four weeks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you go before that, AW overall, aside from the you know nitpicky stuff, but the overall presentation has been much better than anything WWE is doing. We're back to that, which is great. Um, there's some other things like, you know, Jake Roberts being there with the mask and <laughs> made me feel a little uncomfortable, but, um, overall, I mean, the look of the show. Well, is, okay. It, and that's well and good until you're reminded that they still put another, another, their next championship match is again going to be another yeah. former WWE guy. It's a problem. That, that really has not done anything that warrants this being the spot that he would be in um, since he arrived in AEW. There's... No, hey, listen, wins and losses matter. Right. Clan. Okay. Yeah, there's that. Um, there's... He's undefeated. Yeah, that's cool. He's the number three <laughs> contender. Yeah, it's un- it's really unjustifiable. He beat Marco Stunt, goddammit. Right, that's a good point. So that definitely makes you qualified. It's totally unjustifiable that you're putting uh, Brody Lee, and it feels like you sort of looked around the room and said, oh, shit, what are we going to do? And you just said, okay, I guess he's the most well-known of the guys that we have because he was in WWE. That's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. It's it's unthinkable. It's it, it feels like to an extent they're punting double or nothing. And 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 yet still at this moment charging fifty dollars for it, <laughs> right. um, which is insane. I mean, this is an insane proposition for you to do it this way. Um, I, at this point, I would just I, I would I would try to recoup your losses and and see if you can't make it a loss leader. Make it free. Hope that on Memorial Day weekend nobody has anything to watch and you get more of an audience that tunes in because of it. That's the best thing you can do in this situation. Yeah, you've got to make it free. Yeah. Um, it is not justifiable to charge money for what it is they're doing. Um, it's it's not unless it's like ten dollars or something. I, I, still, okay. I just don't see it. I don't see that right now. I don't think you can sell the idea of it being ten dollars. I, I think you're just encouraging people to say no. What what am I paying ten dollars for right now on Double or Nothing? I'm saying as what are you paying ten dollars for for the WWE network? Right, right. No, as, as an alternative to paying fifty dollars. Like I, if they I, if they think they need to charge something, I, then I, I don't get, charge a lot. I get what you're saying, but I still don't think it's justifiable in the moment. I, I think I think you need to you need to figure out if you need to do another pay per view with nobody in the crowd. You need to make it more legitimate than this. It can't just be this. is What we talked about a week ago. You can't just throw shit together out of nowhere. You can't decide one week the two guys that had no interaction are suddenly going to be the main event of your pay-per-view. And by the way, will we not be surprised at all when the real main event ends up being Cody and fucking Lance Archer? That, that's <laughs> definitely going to be, be the Lance Archer. Listen, I, 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 I like you. Listen like to Lance me. Archer. Listen to me. Nobody that takes <laughs> nobody that takes 14 minutes to defeat QT Marshall deserves uh, to be in the main event. This is insanity. Double it's, or nothing. It's just insanity. Like. You, you like, why didn't he just murder that guy in two? Like, what are they doing? I don't. I don't. Have... I think they're tr- they're trying to show he can wrestle. I think. Why like, wrestle a real wrestler? Right. Like, wrestle somebody that you would like. Why I... can't he beat like Luchasaurus or something? You know, because he's not in uh, the feuds with Cody. Like that made sense. I didn't no, like it. No, it doesn't. But, make no, it sense. Make, so then it he should kill him. Yes. There is no world in which it makes sense that Lance Archer shouldn't just run through QT Marshall in any like He shouldn't be in there with your gym teacher from high school for there's 20 no, minutes. There's no world where Kenny Omega should be going 10 minutes with a jobber either, but that's kind of... AEW doesn't do a ton of squash matches for whatever reason. 
it's um, they did. They did it to Marcus. I mean, Nyla, Nyla, Nyla Rose definitely should have they, beat they that had, person. I, I, yeah, yeah. Like, they did I mean, it, to, just... but they did it to Marco Stunt. They did it to you know, like they they have. They've been willing to do it. Um, they they aren't willing to do it to members of the Rose family. I, 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 I will. I'll say this. Um, and I, look, I want to be very clear. I thought all a- of the exalted ones matches have been squashed. Yeah, I thought AEW was fine. I thought it was good this week. I don't want this to be a, me being dickish towards yeah, AEW. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah. AEW Same. was good, but the road stuff doesn't change. It's unjustifiable. It is unjustifiable, and this pay per view is unjustifiable. And, and it's the whole show, Glenn. I mean, it, and that's the other the other part of that we have to acknowledge is if you look at this show segment by segment, Cody and Jody Janela, that was like a twenty five minute thing then you had fucking sean spears talking about cody right and you you know and, and then you had so then you got the moxley stuff okay we're away from cody for a while now we've got fucking lance archer versus qt marshall with cody's wife who's the main point of the whole segment right to it's, get the snake on her which was cool yeah, to so see jake cool, with the snake but again it's still unjustifiable and the truth is what we all loved about AEW wasn't any of that what we loved about so AEW, literally half the show was about yeah, cody right this has to stop by the way you want to have cody involved please can somebody explain to me why we can't do the fucking inner circle elite match what is the reason why we can't have that? I, I, I think legitimately they think they might be able to do a crowd within the next few months and they're saving it for the crowd. What crowd? I, I, I mean, say, dude, I felt really. They had like Florida's, gonna, kids Florida's going to allow yeah. people in there no, it, pretty look, soon. Florida's going to allow 50%. 50%. Okay. It's still going to look awkward, it's still going to be uncomfortable. It was I, uncomfortable for me to see all the little kids there this time. I don't know if they were just like the kids of the wrestlers or who those yeah, little kids it, it were. Was, I mean, everybody that should was not have been affiliated allowed. with the yeah. thing. I don't know, man. If that was my TV show, I wouldn't have had little kids in masks. They, they, I'm, look, I'm just saying. They, that's they, a bad look. It's too much Cody. It's too much Rhodes. And it's this pay-per-view is just, it, it can't be a pay-per-view. You can't charge people money for this. You haven't done the work. You have not justified in any way. Why somebody should spend money on this thing. And I get somebody um, to say they still have three weeks in order to do it. No. 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 Help, help me out with another thing I'm noticing on this show. It's not. Well, I guess it's a little Cody related. This week it was so. Uh, so I'm trying to help me out. Am I picking up on this more than just this week? Or am I having recency bias and telling myself they do this all the time? There was a segment an AEW where they did an MJF promo. And a Sean Spears promo, only to cut to a live MJF and Sean Spears promo. And in my head, they've done this a couple other times. Where I they can't have a remember. Promo I was going to say, I, I noticed guy. that it was it was very strange. I don't know if they've done it much before. But I feel like there was at least another time, and I can't put my finger on it. It was like Dustin or someone, where they had a tape promo, then they went to... Um, Maybe it was Jericho. They had like a tape Jericho promo, and then they Jericho came out, and then it was in the ring talking. And I was right. like, okay, yeah, like, it's, it's did we just right? It's far different if it's in the lead up to a match than it is to just come out and do essentially the exact same thing. Yeah, and I, and, I, and, and to be honest with you, I think it's a little clunky the way they do it with matches too, because it's like it's it's almost like like WWE does it a little bit. I but think it, with 
what they're going, you know, like they always talked about, and we talked about it right when Dynamite started, how they kind of went for the sports presentation where they're, they're doing like the promo and then here's the action type thing. So I think that's what they're going for when they do it like that. But It's less clunky when it's not going to talking again. Like when they're coming out and they're just going to match, like it's, I'm like, okay, this is always me a little bit, but it's forget like it makes sense. This is their presentation. But when it, they do that MJ, the MJF thing was probably like five minutes long, you know, maybe two, two or three minutes long. And then the weird Sean Spears thing, I, I guess, is he going to fight Cody next week or something? Like, what was that all about? I guess. And, and then, maybe. and then they just go to them talking again, both right. of them together. Right. I got, I got, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you on this one. I, hate I mean, it's you. bizarre, right? It's weird. It is weird. You're not wrong. It's weird. Anyway. All right. Anybody want to plug something? No. At- plug my Twitter at the Aoster. There you go. Boom. At the Aoster. At Brandon Linton. At Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com. Uh, thanks again this week to uh, Rick Steiner. Thanks also to John Minidakis from Jimmy's Famous Seafood for Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Vent. Vent, vent, vent. Okay, nobody else? Fine. I'll just do it myself. Vent, 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 vent. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. And don't forget to keep celebrating the 25th year of Triple H.